Hello and welcome to Low Initiative, a D&D podcast for loose friends and looser NPCs. Nope, not that. Bad roles and worse acting? Getting closer. I'm Adam, and I play the character of Rot. And I'm Nathan, your dungeon master. Anyways, let's start the show. We're jumping back into another dream, baby. We met some travelers on a path with mountains on one side and a gorge on the other. We did not know a single soul, but at least we had each other. The leader of the group was Terry. We tried to make the dream less scary, but we didn't know whose dream it was. Snow was approaching, but we didn't know the cause. After much deliberation, we were hit with a conflagration of snow, rock, and ice. Then Rot did something not very nice. He dropped Terry right off the cliffside, which bought us a ticket for a one-way ride straight out of the dream we were in. Like the damage we took never happened. We're back in the land of dreams of dreams And nothing is what it seems, it seems Reginald Fuzzy Bottoms was in the next dream And he was cooking up quite the scheme He wanted the treasure at the end of some cursed cave All his other crew members had gone to an early grave A killer statue came to life And we waded through slime A sphinx asked us a few riddles But that took us no time Our mission was achieved And the dream started fading. Then we defeated the Korai. There was no debating. We're back in the land of dreams of dreams and nothing is what it seems it seems. Is this pick of destiny? Yeah. Is it really? I was. Guessing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It does, it has that that Jack Black flavor. Yeah. Coming from you, it's more like Jack Dark Gray. But <laughs> I did not mean. He did, did not, not mean, mean to, to blow, blow your, your mind. mind. To blow your mind. But that shit happens to me all the time. Classic. The like background, the background vocals really make it like pop too. He's like, he did not mean <laughs> to blow your mind, to blow your mind. All right, who wants to uh, who wants to play us into Dino World? Oh, I forget who chose Dino World. Who did choose Dino World? Was that was that me? Because that seems like the second <laughs> I that I would have so. heard Dino World, I would have been like, "Fuck yes!" I believe it was I'm Jurassic, Jurassic Park was, was my absolute favorite movie as a kid, and still continues to be one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, so the the possibility of playing ju- the plot of Jurassic Park was very appealing to me. Specifically, Hunter, what did you learn today? Me. I learned today that Jurassic Park was a book. Before it was a movie. Did you know this? No. Did you? Did you actually not know it? Yeah. It's yeah by Michael Crichton. Apparently, yeah. this is like news to a lot of people that I so wasn't aware of. This Gatsby. It's, it's wild. That's fair though. All right, I knew that was the, a that's a high school reading. <laughs> the 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 movie did deviate from the source material enough to where I you kind of have to consider them a little bit differently as intellectual properties. I uh, mean, there's just like a cup. I don't think so i mean there's I mean, a, lot, a ian, lot more ian malcolm more does morality. die in in the book and then he doesn't yes. die in the movie and then well, they bring him back in the second book with no explanation as to how don't worry about it <laughs> all right but uh who wants to give us the music 
The music? Oh, <laughs> how does I can't. Ne- well, now that I'm on the spot, I can't remember how. It's a dinosaur, a fucking Welcome to Dino World. <laughs> you hear Gilby say, and you feel the bounce of the cart, and you see the bronchiosaurus's head stretching large over the trees as dinosaurs roam in semi-free enclosures. You know, these are fenced off and gated, and mainly herbivore dinosaurs are are what you're seeing uh, on the back of this cart with Gilby and his uh, sexy assistant, Janelle, uh, leading the way. (laughs) Is there a joke in there with Jen L that I don't get? No, there is not a joke with Jen L in there. Hey, Robert, what do you think of those dogs? Those are not dogs, Rod. Those are dinosaurs. No. They are they are historical animals to which I know a great deal. Excellent. And this should be a cakewalk or a cart ride. It does depend on whose dream this is to bring a dino world into reality. And how we can make their dream a more successful one, as opposed to the nightmare that the Korai will try to turn it into. That's been my dream for a long time, to have a full dinosaur zoo. Well, it would appear as though it is this person's dream. I mean, mission accomplished. Dinosaur zoo, we're in a cart. I don't see anything bad happening right now. We're good. Dream done. (laughs) (laughs) Mission accomplished. (laughs) Hey, Gilby, do do you recognize us? Do you remember us? Of course! Mr. Mr. Gilby, can you tell me, were any expenses spared in the production of this park? We did cheap out on the toilet paper bathroom. Shit. That could be a problem. <laughs> of yes, all the places. Literally, shit will be a problem. Of all the places to skimp out. Listen, you guys know me. I'm all about I'm making that money. That quick cash. That sticky, icky cashish. It, did we even know that? Yeah, he's like the treasurer person for the kingdom or something. He's he's wealthy as shit. Yeah, I finance a lot of shit. Gotcha. Did, did we get in here for free? Hey, hey, you remember that snake of yours that died? Is he alive here? I forgot his name. Susan? Yeah, is Susan, Susan around? No, but we named the T-Rex Susan. Oh, where's that? Can we see that? <laughs> oh, sure, the T-Rex, that's just up a little ways. All right, giddy up. <laughs> Cart. <laughs> Is 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 it just a like a motorized cart or is there a dinosaur pulling us? Uh, it's two horses pulling it. Oh, just horses. They're not like yeah, triceratops. Just just horses. I believe we should probably keep an eye on those horses, as they may be a potential food source for the dinosaurs that we may approach. Things have been hungry in these dreams. Don't worry, we keep the dinosaurs well fed. Can I do like a a, a perception check or maybe like an investigation check on the cages that the dinosaurs in to like? Or that that the dinosaurs are in, so I can like determine their structural integrity. Yeah. What do you want me to roll for that? So just a quick glance at the stage or at the um, enclosures, and you re- you know they're magical of some sort. So uh, let's go for an Arcana check. Okay. So that's a twenty-two. Twenty-two. So you know uh, an Eberron, and there are dragon shards that can kind of control electricity to some degree. Um, they are what help power Warforged in this world, and they're kind of atop these posts, and they create kind of a magical barrier gateway. Um, and you also kind of spy on these dinosaurs, like uh, like a collar or a necklace of sorts that have a corresponding gem, so that if they were to try to pass through this barrier while 
uh, while wearing in these necklaces, they would um, have kind of like a force field effect. Got it. Got it. So it's kind of like a badass magical electric fence. It, yeah, it's like an it's like yeah, it's like an invisible fence for a dog. That's but for, awesome. for dinosaurs instead. This seems like a structurally sound method of enclosure, provided that the electricity and power source for the gates do not uh, become compromised. I mean, what are the chances of that happening? Lee, have you ever had a dinosaur be able to remove one of those collar things? Absolutely not. All right, good enough for me. Is there like a lock on the collar or can like another dinosaur get it off of the other one? Oh no, but these, these things are very secure. You guys, I'm not sensing anything that would make this a nightmare. Well, uh, life finds a way. <laughs> can I do an insight check on Janelle here? Like, since we don't know her, does she seem like real or... Like, she might be a uh, Korai in disguise. Uh, yeah, give me an insight check on Janelle. Ooh. Uh, so, 16. So, with 16, you know from your time the past month, working a little bit with the 13, a little bit not with the 13, you've never met a Janelle around Gilby, especially not a Janelle that looks this fine. <laughs> it would appear that this Janelle is... It's too good to be kind of hanging around with Gilby. So she's she's part of the dream? It would appear that she is too good to be as flirtatious as the body language she is giving off towards Gilby in this. Uh-huh. Right. Before I ask to do something, I just want to... Devin, you said you wanted to see if Janelle was a Quarai in disguise. And all I can hear yeah. in my head is, Janelle, Quarai in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Gilby, uh... Tell me about Janelle. How how did you meet her? Like, uh, you guys been seeing each other, or uh, you know what's going on there? Is she uh she single? Uh, Janelle. Yeah, Janelle. Is she uh she single? Cause uh, from the love of my life, you know, dead. Well, you didn't know that. I know that. The listeners know that. <laughs> I was not aware of that rot. I am sorry for your loss. Thank you, Robert Human. But uh, hey, <laughs> one man's Human. dreams is another man's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> what's 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 going on, Gilly? You guys, uh, you guys a pair? You guys a item? Uh, I'm picturing he's in the front seat of this like car, and you guys are kind of like in stacked back seats. And he like leans his whole body back as far back as he can, uh, and like kind of whispers to you, he's like, "We're not not an item." So <laughs> what does that mean? But we're not an item. You see, you're not not an item, but you're not an item. Sounds like a lot of not in there. Hey, Janelle, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> oh, just fine. Uh, how's uh, how life been treating you? How you like uh, riding these carts? I've enjoyed my life very much. Yeah, I bet you have. Working with <laughs> big old dinosaurs like this. Oh my god. The game. The I, game is undeniable. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm hoping either it'll piss off Gilby and make Janelle f- want her want him more, or piss off Janelle, which will bring out a Korai, if that's what it is. While while Rod is uh, flirting with Janelle, I would like to take Gilby's attention away and ask him a question. I want to say, uh, uh, Mr. Gilby, can I ask what it is that we, the four of us, or five of us, sorry, the five of us are doing here? What is it that we are on this tour for, exactly? Well, Mr. Robot Man. Rob, Robert. My name is Robert. Robert Man. Hume. Hume. Hume is my last name that most humans have including me 
especially. My last name is very there and exists. To be 100% honest, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what you're doing here. These are my best friends. So they're coming around with me to celebrate, you know, the grand opening of the park. Interesting. You don't, uh, did you bring them along to perhaps sign off on the authenticity and validity of your park's existence to impress stockholders or perhaps an oversight board or committee of some sort? No, I thought they just want to see it. Gotcha. Private tour, show off. Oh, I want things to be shown off here today. Am I right, Janelle? (laughs) (laughs) Give me a charisma check. Oh, no. Rot really is looking for a private tour. <laughs> He's looking uh, for a private tour. <laughs> this is 16. This is essentially the equivalent of like, <laughs> I would like to seduce the Korai. Oh, I'll give it a pound in one way or another. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe when we're not working. Oh, who's working? It's all, I'll work with you. No, it's all about play, baby. You trying to say that I'm not working this outfit? <laughs> Shoot, girl. <laughs> Shoot. You got me bigger than that Brontosaurus's neck. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would like to interrupt. I want to. I, I want to lean in. I want to lean into Will and say, uh, "What is it that I am witnessing currently, Will? I do not recognize the body language nor the affectations that these two individuals are speaking with." Robert, I will. Uh, I, I'll. Uh... I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> uh, but Gilby, Gilby, uh, there's something very important I wanted to ask you because uh, I think this is just key to any good park uh, and and might make or break the success of this place. Where's the gift shop? <laughs> Do you have like those little things where you stick the coin in and it flattens it out and it has the little like little image on it? I want one of those. Do you have one of those, Gilby? Oh, of course so we have one of those. You got a few of them? We can go all over this park collecting them all. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, we got eight different designs. And the best part is, is that you put in one copper and one gold. And the amount of copper we give back, less than a half a copper. Where does the other half go? Pure profits, my friend. Pure profits. Well, this sounds like a great investment opportunity. I see why this guy came along. (laughs) Actually, you know what? What do you do for a living, Mr. Hume? I am an assistant to a powerful wizard. Sounds like you want to be an assistant to a powerful businessman. We're like wizards, would that, but with money. Would that perhaps make this entire endeavor a more pleasant experience for you, specifically? Talk to me about your management skills. <laughs> well, I am effective in managing time and scheduling, and I am very good at handing off specific tools required for a specific job. Like when I am asked for a bottle of worm tongue or sulfuric acid. Do you know Excel? And I, I always know the difference between the two. I am proficient in Excel, yes. And Word. PowerPoint eludes me. <laughs> Excellent. I, uh, I think we can work with this. You know what? Come back on Thursday. We'll set up an interview. Sounds good to me. Look at that, Gilbert. Don't... You get a new assistant uh, and I might get myself an assistant. Well, I see yeah, your I hands up there. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, is is the gift shop at the end of the tour, or do, when when do we get to that part? Is it after we see the dinosaurs? Yeah, just just look around, see all the wonderful, beautiful dinosaurs that are are in my park. No one's got dinosaurs like me. Yeah, I guess those are cool too. <laughs> What's everyone's favorite dinosaur? Mine's the Ankylosaurus. You got those? I would love to see an Ankylosaurus. I am partial to Velociraptors. Got ankylosauruses, got velociraptors. Yes. Would anyone else like to share their favorite dinosaur? I'm opening this up. <laughs> I like the one I like the one that has the three horns. 
That the, the... will is a triceratops. Yeah, that one. Ever since Ride and Flash, I've been partial to pterodactyls. Nice. Pterodactyls are a little bit tricky for us to, to have here. Haven't quite figured that one out. They do have airborne capabilities, which would make them difficult to house in pens and or cages. The, it's more the infrastructure cost, which is why we probably need a good on-site manager, because mm. we got to figure out how to build towers without cutting through the natural landscaping. Certainly, yes. That is a, a project development that would require many hours of oversight. Man, all this conversation, have we... How far has the cart moved? <laughs> <laughs> the cart's been rolling down the road, you know, as one does. Have you thought about having a gift shop cart, maybe, that, you know, pulls alongside of the cart so that, you you know, you don't have to wait till the end? Or, like... Small shops on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. This would open the opportunity for multiple purchases to be made throughout the day. You could even theme each specific gift shop to the exhibit that it is closest to. People will probably be more likely to want to buy a Triceratops action figure or plush doll nearer the Triceratops exhibit. Woo, Triceratops! Well, that does sound sound mighty appealing. That's a that's a great idea. So. Anyway, real question at hand. Janelle. <laughs> Back to the important topic. What's your role here at the park? What do you do for Gilby other than arm candy? Well, I'm the chief scientist. I am also the chief medical officer. I care for all of the animals here, and I, you know, handle all of our animal-related needs. Miss Janelle, I would certainly hope that you would make it a priority to be present for the birth of every creature on this island so that they might imprint upon you. I have. I have been there for all 162 dinosaurs' births. There are 162 dinosaurs. This feels like important information, everybody. I feel like it's more imp- important that she's imprinted out of all of them, and therefore, you know, you know, it's kind of important information since that they imprinted on her, and uh, she might have some sway over leading all of them if things were to go... Badly. I remember the 69th animal particularly <laughs> nice. well. Nice! <laughs> Jesus, Janelle, never fucking mind. I don't want anything to do with your weird ass. <laughs> Even though it is a fine, fine weird... No, 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 no. That was gross. <laughs> Gilby, get rid of this doctor. Are we, are we getting any sense of, like... I mean, like, with, with the other dreams, it seemed like... There was a pretty apparent, like, conflict or, like, inciting incident that was, like, causing the dream to be unpleasant. Are we getting any sense of that? Because it seems like this dude's pretty, like, happy with everything as it's going on. Depression can be hidden. <laughs> Don't I know it. Uh, you're not really seeing anything, but uh, it, maybe the dream hasn't taken a bad turn yet. Do we just get the sense then that we kind of just need to like go through the tour? Is there anything like specifically that we're needing to do or just are we just kind of sitting back and I'm just waiting for the gift shop. <laughs> Is there anything specifically that you would like to do? I want to go pet an Ankylosaurus, maybe feed it a little bit, you know, kind of petting zoo. I pet it, it pets me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the plan with Janelle. Well, yeah, I want to do it on top of the Ankylosaurus. She turned out to be a real weirdo. <laughs> they do have a wide, flat back. Can I, Can we go see them? I mean, you said we were on the way to T-Rex, but I feel like that thing's big and scary. Actually, the Ankylosaurus is by the gift shop, so this works out well for everyone. Hell yeah, two pterodactyls, one stone. Uh, as the cart is rolling along, give me just perception checks. All right, all right, all right, all right. Tan. It's a nat 20 for old Robert Hume. Uh... 12, but my passive perception is 18. 
I also got a, a nat 20. Dang it. Doesn't matter. You got distracted <laughs> looking at a, uh, As you do. a dinosaur of sorts. Trying to figure out what it was. Name a dinosaur. Name, name a dinosaur. Go. Just Fresh name a dinosaur. Woo! Mm-hmm. For for name a di- name a dinosaur for a dollar. For one dollar, just name for one, one dollar. Name a dinosaur, Nate. Come on. Brachiosaurus. Uh, <laughs> you also got a nat twenty. So anybody that got over a fifteen uh, sees off on the side something that you guys have not seen before in the dream world, but you see the quarry descending from the sky uh, and going into a Brachiosaurus, and it lights up with kind of like a light shade of blue for a second, and the Brachiosaurus falls. Um, Mr. Gilby, it appears as though, so I, I'm, I'm having a, a moment where like, it seems like in the past when we've tried to like talk to the people who like were actually having the dreams, like about the Cori, it didn't, they they it just kind of like mind fog, like went away from them. So I want to, I, I don't want to bring up the Cori to him, but I want to say, uh, Mr. Gilby, it would appear as though one of your Brachiosauruses has fallen sick and ill and is now collapsed upon the ground where the dirt lives. Oh no! We should uh, we should probably go check on it. And they stop the cart where it's at, and you know, start passing through the magical boundaries. Who of you all is going with them? Uh, I'll I'll go. With. I'll go with as well. I will be anywhere that is not with Janelle. I, I will guess. hang out with Janelle. <laughs> I'll go with too if it's going to get us to the gift shop faster. Wouldn't the medical person go with? Oh, of course she's going with. I just want to know if any of you are going to stay with the. Okay. I'm going to stay with the cart because. I don't want to be around Janelle and fucking rot. So, uh, I, if, uh, if a bronchiosaurus falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, is it still dead? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we would prefer not to have dead bronchiosauruses in our park. That's, uh, that's not what we're going for. That would seem antithetical to the overall experience of the theme park. I yeah, cannot imagine... Bummer. I cannot imagine many children would enjoy to see dead dinosaurs. What are you talking about? Museums are full of them. That is an excellent point, Rod. I did not consider that. I mean, also, dinosaurs exist just out in the world. You could see them alive there, too. They're hard to tame. Really, it's mainly just your folk that have figured it out. And that's only with, like, a couple of dinosaurs. I mean, this is still, uh, like, you know, we're not talking like a Joe Exotic having tigers situation. (laughs) This is like a real, you know, real wild animals. Not those little what? bitch tigers, some real animals. <laughs> there ain't no bitch tigers. Yeah. There are a lot of dinosaur deniers out there too. <laughs> um, so we're we're going up to the brachiosaurus then, right? So as you guys get closer to the brachiosaurus and actually get up to it, you see that it is really just sick. Um, and it its breath is heavy. Uh, its movements are labored. It's not like quite able to lift its head and it's kind of moaning and i want to um i want to approach it and like spread my arms out real wide and just lay myself on top of it and put my face like right up against its belly and just kind of like let myself rise and fall with its breathing as i'm listening to it it's a very intimate moment (laughs) yeah it is the camera like zooms right in on my big wide grin so janelle what do you what do you think is going on with it is it does it have a fever? It is certainly breathing with lungs. <laughs> Thank you. As most things do, including me. Hey, Robert. Yes. Any chance you can check its temperature while you're right there? 
Uh, certainly. And uh, <laughs> I like place my hand right against it. <laughs> you just see like my eyes flash for a second. <laughs> so I check its temperature. Uh, do I need to do like an investigation check or something for that? Or <laughs> You tell me, do you have a magical temperature te- checking? Uh, I would, I would uh, imagine, I would imagine that at the very least, like in like, <clears throat> I'm going to make an argument for this. In like my lab assistant duties, I probably needed to like help gauge temperatures on like Bunsen burners and beakers and stuff like that. So like, I feel like I have a, pro- a probably a pretty good idea of like just u- using like touch sensitivity, like being able to gauge how hot something is. You can take its temperature just by touching it. I need yes, to talk can to my. Not? I need to talk to my doctor about his methods because that is not <laughs> that is not what he does. Really, that's not what your doctor does. My doctor, my doctor keeps putting a finger in where the sun don't shine just to take my temperature. Oh my god, he uses a forehead. <laughs> or under the tongue. Or the armpit. There's multiple places. Y'all are fools. <laughs> I don't feel like that's a viable thing. Like, that would be a very useful I, skill yeah. to develop. Sure. But, like, humans have not developed to, like touch and know something's temperature right so, yeah but that's playing like, in the joke to an exact degree they're not right. a human yeah oh. but so he doesn't have skin as a metallic right uh, like warforged have like sensory capabilities yeah, yeah. like i i can like i can like still touch things and know that i'm touching things also yeah a thermometer is made of metal that's good. That's a good point. Normally, with like a mercury, like mercury or some sort of chemical inside of it, I don't know what's inside, Robert. Do you have these? Chem- I I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if some in the mechanical construction of a warforge there might be some sort of mercury apparatus. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna argue. We're in the age of COVID. They have the little forehead scanners where they just kind of aim it at your forehead and you get a temperature reading now. And there's no mercury in that. I checked. <laughs> you take a, take one apart to see if there's mercury in it specifically? I checked. <laughs> okay. I will, gi- I will give you advantage on your check. Robert. Okay. All right. What, uh, what kind of check do you want me to make? I want an investigation. Okay. And it's 18 or higher. Oh, okay. <laughs> you told me I had to roll a nat 20 to tie up Larry and that game through. Uh, well, I did get a nat 20 on advantage, so. That's hilarious. I actually, I got, I got, so <laughs> I rolled advantage and I got a nat 20 and a nat 1. <laughs> wow. So it was a 50-50 chance. That was pretty great. Okay. The dinosaur's temperature is slightly above average. Well, maybe, maybe we can just try something real quick to make it, to make it feel better here. And I want to cast, uh, I want to touch it and cast Lesser Restoration on it to see if it helps. Because I know that I can just burn spell slots in these dreamlands. Were you still at the fucking... No, I said I was going to tag along. Okay. I think. If I didn't, that's what I meant to say. Daphne's alone in the cart. Yeah, that's fine. So you cast Lesser Restoration... Can't speak. You cast <laughs> your... Yeah, you cast your shit. And... <laughs> just fling it at him. Yeah. And... It doesn't seem to be doing much. Hmm. All right. Well, this creature doesn't seem to be suffering from being blind, blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. So, you know, you know, sometimes to break a fever, which I'm going to ask the doctor again, Janelle, what do you think is wrong with this beast? Does it have a fever? Does it have a broken leg? What do you think is going on with it? Well, I don't see any indication of a broken leg. Uh, Fever is definitely in it. I'm sure as your friend and has felt that it is, it's significantly warmer 
for its... Uh... Yes, I believe the average bodily temperature for a large reptilian creature like this would be somewhere between 70 and 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and it is currently at about 96 degrees. I'm just making that up, by the way. I have no idea if that's <laughs> It sounded good. But in the dream world, we use Kelvin. Mm. It's okay. between so one it's, and it's, two it's, Kelvin. Yeah, between one and two Kelvin, I think. Actually, I'm the, not, I, I don't know how Kelvin works. I think Kel- one Kelvin. No, like I thought it was Kevin. <laughs> this, is, this is six degrees Kevin. Oh, okay. So one Kelvin is negative 457 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's pretty cold. I don't think that that would be good for a dinosaur. I certainly wouldn't be a fever. It'd be the ice age. I don't know that ice even gets that cold. Listen. (laughs) Listen. We've got a small enclosure medical kit up a little ways. Can one or two of you guys go grab that? Uh, Certainly. I will return with it post haste. Uh, and so I, I start going towards the uh, enclosure to get the medical kit. Any of the rest of you go with Robert? I'm going to try to soothe this, this sick dinosaur by just singing to it. You're in dino land. You're in I'll dino- go with you, I guess. I don't want to leave Janelle's side, but I'll be like, hey, you watch this beast. I'll be right back. Nothing, nothing more attractive than leaving someone to their own self-determination and recognizing that they're a capable human being. <laughs> Is that what I did? Yeah. I don't know if that was sarcastic or not. Uh, I'm not honestly <laughs> sure what you just said to me. You're, you're like, hey, hey, Dino, hey, doctor. You why, don't you, why don't you take care for this person? It's it's a sign of respect. You obviously know what you're doing. You don't need me lollygagging around. No, but I could use the uh, medical equipment in that enclosure. Yep, we are on our way to go and retrieve it and then bring it back here. Here we go. And just like a little kid at like youth camp i'm going to pick up 10 chairs or one medical bag (laughs) how cool i show up perfect all right uh daphne what are you doing uh let's say that i'm fucking with uh my robots my little my little my little lizards so would you say that you're distracted uh i would say that i am distracted correct give me a perception check at disadvantage Wow, giving me a disadvantage. What the fuck? Uh, I got an 11. If uh, if Robert told us what he saw, I'd try to keep a lookout as well for any like signs of Korai descending from the sky. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I would um, have shared that at some point in a uh, in a brief aside with everybody. Well, I I saw it. Not everybody did though. Okay, so you're just messing around with your little guys uh and you hear a noise and you feel a jolt and when you look down all of the wheels from the wagon are gone (laughs) 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 well shit wagon became a sled (laughs) okay uh had you seen more you would have seen the quarry rise up from the ground grab the wheels and pull them back into the ground and go incorporeal again. And that's fucked up. Yeah. But she didn't. But just so you know, that also does not mean the like wheels are in the dirt, just so you all know. There's... They're incorporeal wheels they gone. Now. Yeah, yeah, they gone. I didn't want someone to like show up and try to metagame this and be like, right. well, melt, maybe melt, they're melt we're, to earth. We're digging wheels out. <laughs> and you dig it. I would never. <laughs> Robert and Rot, as you approach the medical rock, which is 
made to look like a rock, but it's like one of those false rocks that you hide a key in, but just hides the medical bag. Mm. Um, Shit, I forgot the key. <laughs> you see some Capsagnusthuses? Sound it out. Uh, some, some, some compies. Some compies. The little guys. Compomposophsophsis? Or Compsognathus. I, I used to know how to pronounce like all of the different dinosaur names when I was a kid and I would like pull it out as a party trick. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one to do was uh, Parasaurophilus and Pachycephalosaurus. So you're still um, using that as a party trick right. just now. But I used to know DVD I used party. to know how to pronounce Compsognathus. I forget yeah. how it's actually pronounced. But yeah, Compies. They're little guys. They're little you guys. must have been great at parties. Uh, as a six-year-old, yeah. I fucking mm. killed it. <laughs> Rot, I'm not entirely sure how these dinosaurs would have gotten into this enclosure. This was supposed to be an herbivore-exclusive exhibit. Are those not herbivores? No, those are comsignophithus, and they are uh, primarily carnivorous, well, primarily scavengers, but they do eat meat and will hunt uh, very small game on specific occasions. That is interesting, Robert. Um, Have they noticed us? They seem to just be kind of playing on the rock that you guys want to... Get the medical bag out of. How many? How many of them are there? Three. There's three. Um, that does seem three compies. That does seem like a particularly small amount. They typically travel in larger groups than that. We should be wary of any more that might be lurking about. We absolutely should. Uh, Though they are small, they can be dangerous in large groups. Hey, I'm not trying to get my butt bit tonight. Today, it's it's pretty early. <laughs> I wonder where the rest of them are or how they could could have wound up here. Yeah, that is perplexing. Um, can I do like a perception check to see if I see any others around? Sure. This particular dice has been rolling very hot today. Not that time, though. That's a two plus two, so four. You don't see them, but you see a lot of rustling around in the area, and every rustle you think is a copy. Oh, we are completely surrounded, Rot. Are we? Yeah, and I start pointing out at like all of like the grass swaying in the breeze. That's a compi. <laughs> There's like a branch that like rustles up in a tree, like way up, and it's just one single branch. And I'm like, that's a compi. <laughs> it's just point every time something moves in our general vicinity. We are completely surrounded. There are literally thousands of compies around us. Oh my God, how are we? How are we gonna make it out of here? We're going to need to be extraordinarily careful. Do you have access to any spells that would grant us any sort of bonus to our stealth? Nah, dog. Neither do I. <laughs> That's not my style. This guy, this guy rolls negative or disadvantage on every stealth check. Dang. Uh, what, what if we, uh, I mean, how about we just leave the med kit? It's a dream, so fuck that big bronchosaurus if it dies. And we kind of go let the others know that there are some carnivores in the herbivore exhibit and we should I be am, careful. I am getting the sense, however, though. That this could be partic- or pre- precisely the inciting incident that takes this dream into a nightmare. If we if we do not assist with healing this sick dinosaur and making sure that the launch of this particular park is as successful as it possibly can be, then we may not succeed in drawing the core eye out. So you're you're, you're thinking the dead dinosaur is the, the the launch point and not the the carniv- carnivorous animals wandering freely. I'm not sure that those two things are not exclusively linked. All right, let's, uh, I got an idea. I got an idea, okay? All right, I got an idea. Uh, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion to kind of make an image of a pig that's near the compies to see if they'd want to, like, go after it and chase it 
and then I'm going to move it so that they're chasing it for a bit to see if any others come out. How fast can you move a minor illusion? I don't know. Just pointing at it is what I would assume. You create a sound or an object within range that lasts for the duration of illusion, also ends up, you dismiss it. If you create a sound, nope. If you create an image of an object, share, it must be no longer. Image can't create sound, light, smell, or any other sensory effect. Physical interaction with an image reveals it to be an illusion. Okay, so it doesn't sound like you can move this thing around. I just figured by just pointing and moving it. But, alright, that that works. That's fine. As, as he's like getting ready to do this, I'm going to say, Rot, do you have the ability to... Uh, cast a spell that creates a smell or scent. Press to digitation. Press to digitation. Yeah, right, I sure do. I got press to digitation. Perhaps, perhaps a better idea would be I cast the minor illusion, creating an image of perhaps a tasty morsel that, uh, like a dead body or a carcass that the compies would want to specifically eat, and then you cast a spell that creates a smell of rotting flesh for the compies to be attracted to. Boom. Let's do that. We're doing that. Okay. So I cast minor illusion of like a like a dead uh infant brachiosaur um that is like freshly like starting to rot. And I cast prestidigitation on it to make it smell like some fresh like real fresh dead meat like easy prey meat. Nothing nothing necrotic just like that thing just died. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Real, just like like a slab of perfectly good meat. We're going to pause you guys. Perfect. And we're going to jump back to the people at the Bronchiosaurus. I'm still singing to him. You're in Dino Land. You're in Dino Land. You'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Give me a performance check. Come on, baby. I'm kind of brushing off the uh, animal to try to like make him calm and like make him comfortable. I got a 24. Uh, and, Ander, give me a animal handling check. All right. I also got a 24. This animal is smoothed and relaxed uh, and rolls over to reveal it's pregnant. Aww. Oh, snap. But who's the father? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. This dinosaur is really fat. <laughs> Next on Murray. <laughs> uh, and Janelle's like, oh, we... We only have female dinosaurs in these en- enclosures. It's a Jesus dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Immaculate exception. It'll be gross. <laughs> Are they all named Susan here? I'm a two foot tall goblin. You think I can fuck dinosaurs? <laughs> I think that's probably the best way to do it. You just get right up in there. Your whole oh body can God. your whole body can fit in. You, you might as well just all jerk the off in. while you're in there. I hate this conversation. Oh. <laughs> you two not here. <laughs> well, that's why I said that's why I said it out of character. Don't they have a cloaca? Don't they have a cloaca? <laughs> no, we have a doula. <laughs> we believe in using midwives, and no, of course we have a fucking cloaca. Goblins. I meant the dinosaur, but if goblins have that too, that's news to me. <laughs> anyway, what do we do, Janelle? I think we're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have to deliver this this baby. It looks like it's progressing rapidly. Uh, I'll go get some boiling water because I don't. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do here. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go find something else to do. I I've got some experience from my work on the farm. I might be able to help out. Okay. Uh, will. Can you help, like, stabilize the head so she doesn't thrash about? 
Sure. Yeah. I, I want to get on the other side of this thing. So yeah, that, that works. And I, I position myself near its head and try to, you know, soothe it and hold it, I guess. Give me a strength check to see if you can hold the head oh, no. down. I'm so good with the strength. So good with it. 18. Nope. 16. I got a minus one, not a plus one. <laughs> 16. How are you? You're holding it. How are you holding it? All right. So I, uh, I walk over to the, to the head and I, I get in a nice, a nice like sumo squat and I'm just cradling the cradling the head uh, in this in this squatted very stable position it's, seems to be holding uh, Janelle's like was pulling you in Ander to like help with you know pulling out the baby bronchiosaurus which at this point uh, the birth of a bronchiosaurus is bigger than either of you two so I want you to give me a, a nature check for uh, helping deliver this bronchiosaurus all right. Just crawl up in there. I got a 16. <laughs> yeah, it's going well. How? Wh what are you doing? What are your steps in this uh, delivery situation? Uh, I don't know. Um, just like being there, there, Susan. Push real hard. Uh, point of clarification. Susan is both the giant snake and the T-Rex. This is not Susan. Oh, what's her name? Martha. Sure, <laughs> just went with Susan. Also Susan. <laughs> All of them are Susan. Susan Martha? Too. Why did you say Martha? <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll, uh, Martha, you're going to get through this. Don't worry. Uh, it'll be over before you know it. All right. Uh, we're going to jump back to... Uh, actually, let's jump back to Daphne. Daphne, what are you doing now that you've realized that the cart's wheels are missing? Are there horses? Yeah. Uh, I will not take the horses because I don't like horses. Uh... I guess I am uh, walking in the direction that I saw them go. Okay. You're trying to meet back up with the rest of the party. So we'll jump back then to uh, Raw and Robert, who have cast a, a illusion, spe illusion spell and some scent smells. And these copies are reacting to it. And the three that are were perched on a rock actually charge at an attack and try to viciously devour before realizing this illusion was just an illusion. Um, in the in the time that they are sprinting off the rock, though, can I immediately charge towards the rock to try to get the med kit? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I run up uh, and uh, like about how like like in terms of like movement, like how far can I? Could we have said that we made it like? far enough away from the rock that it would like take them like a couple of rounds maybe if we were thinking about it like a like an initiative to like get to it so that i could have time to get to the rock and then back to rot what is your casting <laughs> i would say it's not far it's only like 30 feet okay so i mean if we cast it 30 feet away from us how far ten away feet. it's 10 feet it's 10 feet okay so how far away from the rock were we when we noticed the compies nate spotted them at about 30 feet Okay, so if we put it 10 feet away from us, that'll put it, like, 40 feet away from the rock. All right. So I just I want to map this out a little bit, storyboard-wise. Yeah. If you guys are back here 30 feet away from the rock, and you want to put 10 feet away from you, are we putting it, like, over here off to the side? Uh, Can we move it up, uh, up and away from us a little bit? Yeah, like, kind of in that area. Okay like 10 feet away from us in that spot. So that way they kind of go off diagonally towards it. And then we can sprint up to the rock and then try to get back. Uh, we, okay. we might want to do something about the dog. Cause the dog is, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying that it's like in the recording. Cause I can hear it. Uh Oh, I think our spell 
problem is that I could only make sense 10 feet away, so therefore we might be a little bit closer to these guys. Yeah, I think um, I think the, the minor illusion spell is like 30 feet. Yeah. Um, but we want the... <clears throat> we want the smell to be in the same area as the illusion. Yeah, I mean, Robert, you could be 30 feet away, and then you be the one to go to the rock. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. Plus, like, if 10 feet, I mean, if that means it's, like, right here, they smell it enough to look over and see this over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think I think that's 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 a good point though. Like you and I could like split up a little bit so that you would be like I mean you would be closer to where the compies are going, but then like as soon as you cast as soon as you cast like the scent prestidigitation spell, you can like get out of there. Yeah, so it makes sense that way. Yeah, right, I think I think decide. we All right. So so I'm going to I'm going to we're going to split up a little bit and I'm going to set myself up so that I can get cuz the the range on minor illusion I believe is 30 feet. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up and then cast the illusion thirty feet away from me, but positioning myself closer to the rock. And then Rot is gonna put himself ten feet away from where the illusion is, cast the prestidigitation smell on it, and then book it back to where we're splitting up from. So that way once I cast a spell and they start charging after it, I can get up to the rock and then meet back up with Rot by the time the copies get to it. You're gonna run straight past the copies? Well, I'm casting it off to the side, so they run in a different direction than I'm going to run up to the rock, right? Because they're going to have to come this way, so that way I'm coming that way, and they're not going to be crossing paths with me in any way. Okay, why don't you set up the board where you're going to try to okay. do this? Um, all right. So okay. you get cast, and you get a move on your turn. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The smell is going to be about here. The copy is going to be here. Or the... Yeah, right. The, well, so these yeah, are, these so, are the copies. They're going wherever those you are, These are the copies? Yep. Okay. Then we'll use Sparky as like where I'm casting the illusion. All right, so Rot and I are gonna like split up. So he's gonna go like. Yep. And mine is cast and run. And that then way. he casts and then runs back to where we were splitting up from. So I just wanna. I, I, I'm not gonna have you guys roll initiative here. Okay. Because what I feel like is you guys are far enough away that you're you're doing your action first, Rot's action second, and then holding your movement until you see what the copies do. Right. Yes. Okay. So you make those two casts and the the copies race forward, charge your uh, smell, mm-hmm. and then continue onwards as they have 55 feet of movement. They have 55 feet of movement? Yeah, copies are fucking fast. Oh, fuck. Well, wouldn't they, wouldn't, they, wouldn't they still have to use their action to attack the, the illusion? As soon as uh, you touch it, it disappears. Right, but they still, I mean, they would still have to interact with it, though. Wouldn't that take Then they use actions? the rest of their movement. They use the rest of their movement and pounce. Do they get, do they get two attack actions? So uh, they pounce on anything that they run up to. Okay. So did they pounce on the illusion? I see what you're doing. Like, illusion? if they pounce at it, which is part of movement, mm-hmm. if it disappears immediately, that wouldn't be an action of attacking it. I will say. Because as soon as you interact with it, they're gone. We will, we'll, we'll split the difference here. I will say that the first one used it. It disappeared. So the se- uh, second two are getting their pounce action. That's fair. Dang. Yeah. So, Dang. Rot, I would like you to make a strength saving throw. Copper boy likes me. Ooh, does a two? Does a two do it? Two, two, does, two does, does not do it. Are you sure a two doesn't... Because doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> these copies actually real quick, you know, like chicken tacks, like peck bites... Oh, we've done. Uh, I know how to handle these then. They don't like water. 
Yeah, well, go ahead and... Oh, I should actually probably roll if they attack. If the attacks hit. That makes more sense. That's a lot of attack dice. Yeah, so compies get three bite attacks on uh, pounced... Cool, cool, cool. How are these little guys so OP? Because they're not actually all that strong. Probably tiny I would, little... I would hope not. Your AC is 18, <laughs> correct? Your AC is 18. 18, yeah. All right, so only three of the bites hit. So I want you to go ahead and take three piercing damage. Okay. And 13 poison damage. Woof. Yikes. And now it is uh, Robert's turn. No, I'm actually going to have Hellish Rebuke, which is my reaction on one of them. Peace. Okay. Yeah, thank God for that. Woohoo. My one reaction. <laughs> the creature must make dexterity saving throw. Go for that. Must break 14. Does not. Takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed. Cool. Light him up. Uh, seven damage on one of them. Yeah. Uh, Robert, you've now just seen Rot get viciously attacked as the copies have noticed your illusion. Okay. Uh, Do you run to his defense or do you run to the... I am going to, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to yell out, Rot, you can handle this, yes? Um, and then, and then, uh, get to the rocks, uh, with my movement. Um, and then I'm going to, uh turn back and i'm going to uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do all right i'm gonna do cloud of daggers um at the compies but i'm going to uh i'm gonna meta magic uh with a careful spell which allows me to cast like an area effect of effect spell but not target rot in it um, so Rot is not going to get targeted by Cloud of Daggers. Um, but the compies, I believe, are going to need to make a dex save as the as the daggers uh, spawn in that area. Uh, two definitely probably succeeded. Uh, and one my, definitely failed. Uh, my spell save DC is 16. Okay. I got a nat twenty, a seventeen, and a two. So. Okay. Well, yeah. I think the nat. I think the nat twenty probably saves Nate. Well, it was the, it was the other one. The, the it was the seventeen that I wasn't a hundred percent sure on. That two doesn't save. Oh, okay, so they don't make a save. I was wrong. Um, yeah, it's just if they're in the area, they take the damage. Yeah, I fucking blew a nat twenty on this. Yeah, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a five feet cube. Um, but I'm 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 using my meta magic to uh, careful spell it so that it doesn't hit uh, rot, uh, and they're all gonna take four d four slashing damage. Oh geez, ten slashing damage that they all take. Okay, uh, the one that rot that kind of barbecued is dead. Tight, hell yeah. Um, and then uh, I will um, have uh, Sparky uh, with rot. Um, uh, I'm gonna have him uh, have Sparky give rot the help action. Um, so just whatever Rot does next, uh, he'll have advantage on. Okay. I'm going to shoot an Eldritch Blast, one at each of the copies. Great. One and two. They are both really bloody. Great. So... Rot, do not forget we are surrounded by literally thousands more of the copies. So we will need to get out of here very quickly. So one of them, it's a 12 and one's an 11. Do those beat their AC? Neither of them? Oh, wait, how does the help action work? You get you get advantage if you're making an attack roll, but you only get it on your first attack roll. So this, okay, so one of them. 21. Hits. Cool. 11. Dead. Cool. Thanks, Sparky. 
Sparky does not say anything, but it like crackles with like electricity. The copy continues to peck down at you. Shocking. <laughs> uh, none of them hit. Excellent. Nice. Fuck yeah. I, I uh, put my fingers in my ear and go. Is that my turn? Yep. Okay. Uh, I would like to, uh, uh, I guess it's probably going to be my action to get the medical yeah. kit out of the, yeah, uh, open out of the thing. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so I will use my action to do that. The wind is picking up around you and more things are rustling in the trees. And Okay. Rot, I believe it is time to get the fuck out of here. Uh, and I am going to uh, use my movement, uh, start running back the way that we came. Okay. Sparky, here boy, here boy. <laughs> Sparky comes with me. Uh, I put my hand onto the copy's head and cast Shock and Grasp. Okay. So... Be careful. Once they learn to fear electricity, they will learn to resent you and then attack you behind a log. Do. Remember, like, the fence? <laughs> Did you crit fail? It's a two again! Oh my god. But it's plus, it's plus six, so eight. Does not hit. Okay. Copy bites down again. But I thought you'd be done with them by now. <laughs> one of them hits. Go ahead and take one more piercing damage and two more poison damage. I'm getting I'm beat, beat up here. <laughs> All right, you. Uh, it started to turn with uh, cloak of daggers. It started to turn with that thing. Oh, so that's right. Yeah. Just now. It does. Uh, yeah. If it's back to its uh, next turn, then it takes another forty-four. That kills it. Perfect. Thanks for the reminder. Yep. I, I, I'm so bad at keeping track of area of effect spells when I cast them as a player. As a DM, I'm just like, oh, like super honed in on it. But uh, I'm real bad at it as a player. <laughs> we solved your medical bag puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we are still surrounded by, again, quite literally thousands of compies. We need to leave. You're right. Let's get back with the others. Yep. And we start uh, running back. So as you run back, uh, you and, and Daphne all kind of arrive at the same time and see the labor's gotten very intense in, in these last few moments as... My singing hasn't helped? <laughs> you know, the it, it seems as if the baby is, is growing rapidly. This dinosaur was not pregnant when the day began and is now giving birth. Ooh, some Umbrella Academy stuff. <laughs> is this dinosaur going to give birth to a full-fledged dinosaur that's going to destroy it in half as it comes out? What the what the fuck? What? <laughs> I did think about that. That's nuts. Oh, I've seen Alien before. <laughs> so now that we're approaching, Nate, we we see that it's it's giving birth, and is it like giving like live birth to like an actual like full dinosaur? Yeah. Um. Uh, which I realize now is not what dinosaurs do. Robert would be like, why is that dinosaur giving birth to another dinosaur and not simply laying an egg? All right, let's back this up. It's giving <laughs> birth to a giant fucking egg. <laughs> but a much larger egg than it should be laying. Yeah, like this okay. egg is, and like the egg is increasing in size as like it's being laid. It's breaching. Mr. Mr. Gilby, that does not seem like accurate dinosaur physiology. What kind of park are you running here? The fun kind? <laughs> I point at the brachiosaur. That does not look like that animal is having very much fun. Well, I fucking know that! <laughs> I'm not having fun either! <laughs> the profitable kind. <laughs> kind of fun. Mr. Gilby, additionally, there are uh, a, a literally thousands of comsignophagus... Com- uh, 
compies in this enclosure, which are carnivorous dinosaurs. You told us that this would be a an exhibit of exclusively herbivorous dinosaurs. Well, that's not good. Daphne, I thought you were staying with the cart. It's not so much a cart anymore as it is a uh, box on the ground. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Fuck if I know one. This is a Lord Dura. People don't just show up and jackal, like, you know, wheels. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that. Well, apparently someone showed up from Lower Dura to jack these wheels. Was it left on four cinder blocks? Uh, Will, give me another strength check. Okay. Because the dinosaur is really thrashing. That is a 13. You're, uh, you're not able to keep the head down anymore, and the head is popped up, and you are riding on this head it, as it's like trying to struggle and regain its uh, footing. Guys, I think we should give this dinosaur some more attention. I would like to cast Shatter on the egg. Oh, oh Jesus. We don't, we have Before it's even drawn its first breath, Adam? Okay, we're going to get into weird semantics about people <laughs> and, and pro-choice and all that, so let's just skip. Yeah, let's skip skip the, skip the abortion metaphor. Yeah, all, all I'm going to say is God you gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> and you know what? That thing's in pain, and we don't need 163 dinosaurs on this island. I'm casting shatter on the egg. Okay. I'm gonna Rip. Google what dinosaurs eggs AC is. <laughs> shatter's, a, shatter's a save, right? Isn't that like a con save? Just assume that it fails the con save because it can't move. Or like. Well, it. Yeah, you just have to figure should out. Have constitution. You've got to figure out the health of the egg and whether or not it is a large object or It is resilient. a large object. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> You've not been paying attention. This is why I'm breaking it. Jeez. <laughs> Roll damage. I rolled two d20s for its health. Okay. I got to find d8, so. 11 damage. All right. Wait, what is that material of the egg? Egg. I, yeah, I don't think it's rocks. Or crystals. Is it inorganic? It's an egg. Uh, no, an egg is organic. <laughs> the inside, but the shell? The shell is organic. Okay, <laughs> okay, then it's 11 it's damage. It's just so like it's hard calcium. All right, it's 11 damage, okay? Okay. It's 11 damage. You crack the egg. Hell yeah. And out of it, bursting forth and growing rapidly and causing the mother to explode oh. is a new full-grown bronchiosaurus. This is perfect. We're, it's a one-for-one one movement. <laughs> and with the rate that, move. And with the rate that thing's growing, it's going to probably get that size, be fully grown, and then get pregnant shortly after. We're going to have this vicious cycle. Oh, no. Well, this is not good. Mr. Gilby, I have some serious misgivings about the treatment of these animals in your park. I'm starting to think so, too. So, Janelle, now's a good time? <laughs> What happened to me as I was dangling from its head as oh, it shit. exploded? Oh yeah, so you're thrown. Oh god, this is not. This is this has become my nightmare. Ah, uh, yeah. As you are thrown, are you going to take any actions or do anything? I mean, I guess. How far are you falling? Yeah, I don't like. What's about fifteen feet? The bronchiosaurus. Oh, so I'm getting. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just try to. I'll try to land with grace. Can I do a dex check or something to? Can I have Can I have Sparky like run underneath him to like try to catch him and and give him the help action on his dex save? No. <laughs> Landing on the sheep. <laughs> nah. Oh, I 
because I I know I can burn spell slots here and I'll get them back eventually. I would like to cast Featherfall as a reaction. Do you have like proficiency in acrobatics at all or something? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Oh yeah, I am proficient in acrobatics. So I'll just I'll just yeah, so take my chances with the I would, decks. Well, the I would decks. say to roll a roll acrobatics instead of just a straight decks. Oh, and I do actually have if it's like a deck saving throw, I have a bigger bonus to that than just a straight up decks. Yeah, that works. Oh, it's a 13. Okay. Yeah, you're able to land in this without uh I'm just cradling the head and I'm like, "Huh." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That looks like a pretty cool souvenir, Will. No, I didn't. I just, I just wanted a squished penny. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to kill anything. We should have named her Penny. Oh, <laughs> that would have been good. Missed well, out. Got, rat, retcon, retcon, retcon. Just put it, just re-edit it. I mean, this is kind of like the Cedar Point version of Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, this is, listen, guys. If animals are rapid reproducing, they're not going to have the necklaces on them. They can go anywhere. Oh shit. Oh no. Well, this one's a oh, hurt, I didn't think uh, about that. Before. We're fine. Can we take can we take the the necklace from the dead brachiosaur and try to get it on the now living one? I think we got a much bigger problem of what if it's not just brachiosauruses? Yeah, what if Susan's got this going on? Oof. And I don't that mean does the present snake. a problem. Do you have any fail-safes in place for if dinosaurs get out of containment? Absolutely. We've got a security office. It's actually also right next to the gift shop, so we should get back there. All right. Well, let's head that way then. Yeah, let's get the cart. Um, uh, all right. So we all start walking towards the cart to discover. Yeah, I was going to say, so to reiterate. <laughs> oh, so this is what you meant. We've got two horses. I hop in the driver's seat of the cart and I go, Yeah! I hop on top of Sparky. <laughs> I go back and I hop on top of the new Bronchiosaurus. And I'm going to try to ride that to the gift shop. Uh, I'm going to use my ruby chicken. Anyone want to ride this thing with me? Uh, give me a animal handling checks. Ooh, 16. You are not able to direct a newborn, unbroken Bronchiosaurus. Not even a little bit. You can get it to like change direction of which tree it's eating on or like biting off the leaves all right that's progress as long as there's trees all the way there but it's not like moving you just like swiveled the head i reach back towards its butt and cast shocking grasp on its ass okay roll some damage oh this is what we're doing today okay (laughs) cattle prodding a brachiosaurus I feel, I feel bad, but I want to... We don't have a ride, okay? This is the closest thing to a ride. It's almost as if the DM's trying to split the party. <laughs> I asked if anyone wants to ride with do me. That. Can I... Um, while Adam is looking up his damage, can I uh, investigate the cart and see if it can be repaired in any way? Yeah. 12. The Brachiosaurus bucks. Okay. Now, how are you sitting on it? I was sitting like, kind of like, hump in the crevice of the hump and the neck. So not with your arms wrapped around its neck. Well, yeah, obviously that's all I'm holding. But your arms are... uh... One is, I went like that. I I even did this motion. How long is your wingspan? It's long enough I'm touching it behind me. Are you from Tayshaun Prince? I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm Yavik from the Denver Nuggets. He's 6'11". Jokic. Close enough. But I love love the fact that you're trying to learn basketball. (laughs) It's beautiful. Is that a point Mm. of inspiration? 
yeah. for this one. I'm going to use it right now for what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Give me a strength saving throw. Thank God. Nine. How does inspiration work? You can re-roll that. Nine. Oh my god. You are thrown from the bronchiosaurus. Damn it. I flip it off and I walk back to the party and go, what's your guys' plan? You've also fallen 15 feet. It's full grown now? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's full grown at the beginning. All right. Uh, I cast Feather Falls reaction. All right. And that's coming from my ring. Yikes. Nathan, like how, tell me a little bit about the cart. Um, so Robert was just doing an investigation check. Yeah, I got a 16. Okay. So the cart is wooden. It is in all other way, shapes, and forms completely fine, except for the fact that there are just no wheels. Are there are there still like axles and like no. places where the wheels would need to go? Or did it just like sink into the ground in such a way that like it's just cut off where the wheels would oh, go? Oh, no. so like think an old timey, like there's the wood... Right. Or like prongs that you just put the tire. Yeah. The tire is just, or the wheel is just gone. Okay, but they're but they're still like axle points. Yeah. Okay. Um, does anybody have a way of fashioning some wheels very quickly to put back onto these axles? I've got some ball bearings. Uh, we don't have any way to make fucking wheels, but we can make sleds. Like you can make, uh, you can make it into a sled instead of. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wasn't it already a sled? It's flat. No, like it's wooden. The rails. No, with, with like literal runners. Yes, if there's a way to make those, that could probably work, right? And we got yes. lube, and I point at the dead Bronx. <laughs> Just lube it up with blood. I hate that idea. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot say that I'm particularly fond of that idea either. Could I put my like shield under the cart to get it to slide easier along the ground? So your shield is U-sized. Um, and this cart held six people. So, like, you can kind of wedge it under there, but just the size um, okay. wise, it's it's maybe like a fourth of the size. Okay. So, Nathan, what we're going to do is I want to, um, with the help of fucking everybody else, uh, we get some Brontosaurus ribs and we Flintstones this shit and put them <laughs> on the bottom as runners. Hell yeah. <laughs> Give me an arts and crafts check. <laughs> Survival check, baby. The the most the most macabre <laughs> arts and crafts. What what are you looking for here? I don't. Uh, listen, man. There's give some... me, give me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a nature check. On. I I, I think survival. You want yeah. survival? You fucking. Hey, man. The survival just sounds like what uh, you're doing if you're making stuff out of bone. I net twentyed, so. Nice. Fuck you, and I have uh, right tool for the job, so you can uh, <laughs> suck my dick. This is beautiful. This is, this is, what, we're doing. <laughs> this is what we're doing. <laughs> yabba dabba do. Oh no! You made this a thing. We just ki- we uh, just kick the yabba floor out doing. of the cart and just carry it. <laughs> Start running. I uh, do still have the two horses here. Perfect. Um, yep. And at, at this time, the wind that <laughs> Robert and Rot had been seen and believing were more copies with the rustling has has progressed a little bit farther, and it, it's begun to rain. Uh, the weather is has taken a dark turn here. Ooh. Uh, if the ground is if the ground like turns to mud, does that make the sled run easier? <laughs> no. Okay, but why? Oh damn. <laughs> 
because it gets stuck oh, in the mud. <laughs> what? Well, well, like we, I could understand wheels getting stuck, but like with sleds, they're a larger surface area when they travel traverse yeah, easier would, over wet ground. It travels easier over moist ground than it would the reason that the wheels would get wet is because wheels have like a single point of contact yeah yeah less surface area right yeah exactly yeah sled uh, a sled would be more ideal for these a, are for uh, these ground. are what we call physics nathan uh, <laughs> yeah. real word okay. break it down right. yeah you're you're glistening along the uh the muddy path way back to the uh <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. Back to the gift shop slash security office. This is this is just like Christmas, except for it's got dinosaur bones and it's raining instead of Yeah, that's that's the only it's the only difference between that and Christmas, yeah. DM advocate here. There's, uh there's we still might a move a little meat. bit slower since uh the horses are pulling us and they would have a harder time walking through mud. Oh shit, those fucking horses. I appreciate that. We'd still we'd still move faster Those than if bastards. we were on foot, though, right? Oh yeah. And you're gonna move anything else that's moving will also be moving slower. Sure. Which funny we should mention other things moving. Oh, that sounds ominous. I don't like that. I don't like who, that, Nathan. Who did mention that? I didn't <laughs> mention that. Because you hear a roar in the the distance behind you. Can I uh, do a perception check to see if I can tell what made the roar? Sure. I'll tell you right now, it's probably Susan. Uh, that's a 17 plus 2, 19. Wouldn't that be a survival or nature check? Yeah, yeah, we'll make that a nature, but I assume that okay. that's uh, still probably... If it's, if it's nature, then it's uh, modified 20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can I... Uh, that's a triceratops. I, I like listen to the... <laughs> that, my friends, is the roar of an adult triceratops. <laughs> Ooh, triceratops! <laughs> Will, your favorite dinosaur... How exciting it is for you to get to see one. Yeah, man. It And uh, I'm, I'm assuming it sounds like it's approaching. It does. But you also hear a thundering sound of more hoofs or more clawed feet. I don't entirely know how all of these dinosaurs' feet its work. As dinosaurs that appear to be running from the Triceratops, a Dilaphosaurus, mm. a whole herd of Dilaphosauruses, uh, race up and alongside... And you see behind them the Triceratops. Um, and so it's it's approaching us at speed. Uh, Will, it seems as though you'll get to see your Triceratops up close and personal. Yeah, I love those guys. They're so friendly. Does this one look friendly, Nate? It does not. It has actually already gored a few uh, of the Dilaphiosauruses oh, no. and is continuing to just kind of rampage. It seems to, to be a bit out of control. This seems like unusual behavior for an herbivorous dinosaur. Gilby, do you care to explain? Listen, this whole place was going just fine till you guys showed up. This has been my lifelong dream, and you fucks show up and now it's all going to shit? Correlation does not necessarily equal causation. That's fair. Other things could be happening. Just because we are here does not mean that we are the cause. Yeah, we didn't make your dinosaurs get pregnant real fast. Yeah, imagine how bad it would have gotten if we weren't here. That is an excellent point, Will, and I go for a high five. I return the high five. Thus, thus the Foley work. <laughs> so to paint the picture, you guys are now kind of alongside these um, Diphlosauruses, and they're running and keeping pace with the cart. Uh, and behind you and gaining is a Triceratops. Um, what are the? Uh, you said they're uh, Diphlosaur, Dilophosaurus. Which one? What do those look like? Mm, I would 
open grade five pulled up a picture. Oh, they're the acid spitters in Jurassic Park. They kill Nedry. Hey, uh, Gilby, do you think it'd be all right if I tried to stop this Triceratops from getting to us? I, no, uh, Will, it's your favorite and you want to see it real close, but it seems sort of dangerous. Triceratops, Triceratops, they've got three horns and they're the tops. What? What are you going to do the Triceratops? Oh, I can uh, send my duplicate back behind us and uh, have it stop it in its tracks. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's fine. You're not, you're not going to hurt it, are you? It might hurt the Triceratops a bit. Oh no. Oh no. Well, I guess I would rather that happen than us be gored by one of its three horns. So do what you must. All right. Uh, so I will summon my duplicate behind us 30 feet um, as we're moving and have it attack the Triceratops as well. I'll wait until the Triceratops is going past the duplicate and I'll use my uh, sentinel reaction to attack and stop it. Roll initiative against okay. the Triceratops. Uh, 19. The Triceratops nat 20. Oh, jeez. Oh, what? So before it's able, to, you place out your duplicate and it just gores at the duplicate as it's continuing to charge. Okay. Which I believe dispels the... Uh, if it hits, well. yeah, it will. Uh, Ooh, it's got a hit. It doesn't. Is it staying back there to mess with the duplicate still or running past? No, it's it's running past. Okay. Then I will attack with the duplicate. And I rolled a nat one on the attack. So. Oh, no. So he keeps <laughs> It keeps charging. going. <laughs> At this time, I'd like the rest of you to roll initiative. Yeah. And we'll give you guys kind of turns of what you would like to do. I rolled As I see 39. the Triceratops just decimate his, uh, his duplicate, I just want to go, Woo, Triceratops! I got a 17. I got a 6. I got a 10. <laughs> Looks like some low initiative. I mean, I have a plus 3, so I, I really bungled it. Ooh, that's bad. So we've got we've got the Dilophosaurus like, surrounding us, but it doesn't look like they're being aggressive towards us or anything. They're just kind of like running alongside us. Yep, they're running along, you guys. It would seem in fear of the Triceratops. The, uh... the Triceratops. Got it. Um, And so we're... We're in the cart. How about how far back is the Triceratops? Uh, within thirty feet of you. And then it has it. It's its speed is greater than ours to a point where it'll get to us in a round. Yes. Probably. Got it. Okay. Uh, what can I do to try to slow this dipshit? Uh, kill it. That'll do it. Yeah, I guess killing it would probably do it, wouldn't it? Um. All right. Hold on one second. I need to look up spell so nathan we're like uh or rolling down the, the street or pathway is it like a wooded area or like um i'm picturing more of like a grassy hilly area um that's kind of have a, a pathway that's been cut through it okay not like a drop a tree type of area well i was i was thinking of doing web <clears throat> uh I guess webs layered over a flat surface have a depth of five feet. Man, if you had taken the portable hole, you just drop that there. Um, okay, so I'm going to uh, basically like right behind us, uh, I'm going to cast uh, Storm Sphere, which creates a 20-foot radius sphere of whirling air. Um, and so it's going to be like, 
in a point where it's like not hitting us, but it's like the Triceratops will have to run through it in order to get to us. It's going to take, once it goes into it, it's going to be 2d6 bludgeoning damage. And then um, it's uh, the space that it's occupying is difficult terrain. So it's also going to have the Triceratops movement as it gets through it. So it'll have 20 feet of difficult, of difficult terrain that'll so that basically like it will need double feet of movement right. to go through that. 20 um, feet. And then, uh, so I'm going to cast that first. So I'm going to cast the, the the storm sphere. So it's like right behind where we are currently, like occupying that 20 foot radius. So in 10 feet of its movement, it'll be having to cross through that, and it'll take the the bludgeoning damage. Um, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to shoot the lightning bolt at it, which I'm going to make a ranged spell attack. And I do just want to say, because I should point of clarification, you have the um, the other dinosaurs around you. Mm-hmm. They're alongside, you know, a few ahead, a few behind. Like So this is going to affect a few of them. Okay, that, that's that fine. Um, they're dream dinosaurs. I do not care about their safety. Uh, that was kind of my thought with the dream egg. That's uh, a 23 to hit for the lightning damage. Hits. Uh, he's going to take 16 points of lightning damage. And then uh, it also has, um, just as a point of contention, I guess, it has a, a disadvantage on wisdom or perception checks made to listen to anything because it makes a lot of noise. Um and unfortunately, I can't move it, so it's just going to be in that one spot. So it'll have 20 feet of difficult terrain to get through, which is basically like 40 feet. Okay. Uh, you pissed off two of the Diphlosauruses by uh, attacking the area. Are they are they in the in the sphere? Okay, so they're yep. going to take they're going to take their bludgeoning damage then. So that's going to be uh, seven bludgeoning damage. I just want to ask how you guys are sitting on this cart. I'm assuming Gilby and uh, Janelle are. Up front, directing the horses. Where do we picture? You know, the what are the rows? I'd be in the back. Yeah, I'll be I'll be like right at the back since I would imagine like if if I was going first in the initiative order, I would want to position myself close enough to like be able to plop my sphere down. Yeah, I'm right between Gilby and Janelle. <laughs> Arm around each of them. And so I take it that means uh, Daphne and uh, Will have the kind of center seats. Sounds good. Well then, I would like Robert and Ander to make a dex saving throw at disadvantage. Can I have Sparky uh, give me the help action? No. But why though? Because they're going to spit acid at your location, and I would like to know how you are going to dodge out of the this location without leaving your seat. Sparky jumps in front of me and and tries to block some of it to give me advantage. Okay, that's logical. I'll allow it. <laughs> Cancels out the disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to sacrifice your your little right? sheep, well, I mean, he would uh, he would have to. I'm just talking as a pet owner. Right, right, no, no, no. He would he would do that, but he would have to take damage enough to like actually kill him. But even then, I can just recall him. So. Just sacrifice your animal. It's not. He's not a real animal. He's phantasmal. Just human shield. We're sacrificing a lot of Gilby's animals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't a, appreciate it. That's a that's a ten. I also uh, got a ten. Didn't didn't end up mattering, I guess. It did not. Go ahead and take ten poison damage, and you're blind. Oh shit! We got Nedried. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, have fun with that blindness. Blindness it lasts one d four rounds with these guys. 
So would you guys like yours rolled separately or together? Together is fine. Don't track two things. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It is a two. So two rounds. Yes. Got it. All right. Is there a way? I'm going to cast a spell at the Triceratops and try to hit the two diathlosuses that have already been pissed off. Okay. I'm going to cast Fireball at them. Just going to just a big old blast and a half right at that. Just pop them, pop them all open and spread their guts. Yeah. So they need to make a, a deck save of 14 or better. They both rolled a 10, and I do want to let you know I rolled two separate dice for them. <laughs> uh, their dex modifier is a 3. Whew. I'm hitting the Triceratops with it. Like, I'm trying to get that area. Is that, mm. I don't know where they're located. That's why I was trying to ask. So the Triceratops is farther back. Okay. Um, it's got a 20-foot area also. Yeah. Okay. Because I'll just take you dropped it directly behind where... Right. So, yeah, basically, like, I put it to where, like, the full 20-foot radius would, like, start and end right, 20 feet away from us two, with the storm okay. sphere, but the, the Triceratops was 30 feet away, so... So they both failed? Yes. Or we can say you hit the Triceratops, who has uh, the... Actually, a worse dex modifier. Yeah, I want to hit the Triceratops. Okay. Yeah, hit the bad. Cool. 31 damage. That's a shit ton of damage. Whenever anyone says Triceratops, I keep only thinking of uh, Power Rangers, where he's like, Triceratops! And then uh, the Pink Ranger goes, Pterodactyl! Sabertooth Tiger! All right. So the Triceratops is still, like, charging at us, right? He's a real yes. bad boy. All right, so I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on old Triceratops boy. Uh, so he's going to have to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, and it's going to sound a little something like this. Dissonant Whispers, go away. Dissonant Whispers, get the fuck away. That was a jam. Definitely a summer bop. Does he have to make a, a saving throw against that? or? Yeah, saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. I'm hoping it's not super wise. It has a plus zero for its wisdom modifier, and that was a three on the die. Beautiful. All right, so you're going to take 3d6 damage, and and it needs to move immediately, uh, use its reaction to move as far away as its speed will allow away from us. Now, isn't there a thing where it... Can you read the exact verbiage? Because I believe that there's a loophole. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. Okay. Creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground, such as fire or a pit. So yeah, it doesn't you know do anything dangerous. It just gets gets the hell away. Okay. So it won't and go take towards this anything danger- dangerous. Correct. Okay. Oh no. Like and it us. takes 10 damage. Okay. Uh, is this thing moving away from us? It's not its turn yet, but as it is, uh, as Will has cast that, use that information as you may. I mean, reaction is out of turn, but... Oh, yeah, it uses reaction and to move away from you? Yeah, correct. Uh, no, it does not. No, it does not what? It moves, it moves, uh, to the side, um, but it's still continuing in your, like, vague general direction, like, kind of angling to give you guys a, a wider berth. Uh, as opposed to charging okay. through you, but still going in your direction. Yeah, makes sense. That's fine. It's avoiding the storm sphere now, though. Yes. Good job. Hey, uh, Gilby, where was Susan's enclosure? Back that way a little bit. Great, 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 okay. great. Good. Great. Good. How little of a bit? Mm. I mean, 
We passed it just like a few minutes ago. That's disconcerting. And that's when you hear the roar of a motherfucking T-Rex. Dang. Damn. Roar! Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, your mother. <laughs> really going there. Don't don't piss it off. <laughs> like you could hear me. <laughs> and you see its body come over the last bend. He crests that hill. Yeah, with his giant head and his little arms. But he's booking it. And he's big. I got a big head and little arms. I'm just not <laughs> sure how well this plan was thought through. Uh, what an underrated movie. It's so good. Uh, so is the T-Rex the coming straight behind us along the road? Um, not along the road. It's not running in the muddy path, but more kind of running along the, like, wet grass. Okay. Um... Well, we don't have to outrun the T-Rex. We just have to outrun the Triceratops. Hell yeah. Is the T-Rex gaining on us? I assume so. Yes. Is it following in a way that it's going to run through the storm sphere? No. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck the storm sphere. Uh, I'm going to shoot a, a ray of frost at the Triceratops. Uh, or not, because it's a 10. That'll be the end of everything. Can't really do anything else. All right. The T-Rex continues with his rampant run forward. And at this point, it's kind of gotten to like the back a few uh, Dilophosauruses. And he reaches down and bites its one and kind of like chops through it and continues running and without breaking a sweat. Hell yeah, Susan. I'm blinded. I can't see anything. Everyone, I heard a loud roar. Can anyone tell me what it is that is chasing us? I was unable to identify it. Do I notice if Susan here has a collar on? Susan does not. Ooh. So is it fair to assume that real Susan gave birth and died in such a fashion that we've seen and this is the new child already full grown again? Yes. This is the evil clone Susan. It's got a large spindly mustache. So there is a dead triceratops or dead T-Rex somewhere. Yes. Also what you've noticed is that these ones without the necklaces are like 20 to 30 percent larger excellent cool 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 cool. good to know uh the triceratops of course is running alongside you guys and we're back to ander at this point uh the t-rex has gained and although he's a little bit off to your back right hand side he's within 20 feet of you holy cow that is very close okay um how high are the walls of this cart Remember that you are blinded. I'm aware. Okay. Not high? I was just wondering if I could, like, duck down to kind of, like, hide a bit. You cannot conceal your whole body. You might be able to get, like, quarter cover. Okay. You know what? You're small. You can have cover. Yeah, I mean, he's a halfling. Yeah. Humans can get quarter cover. You can get half cover. (laughs) All right. Um, Dang. I guess I'll take out my short bow and fire in the general direction of where I heard the roar. All right, make a ranged attack at disadvantage. Perfect. Uh, a 12. You do not map Murdoch this shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, the second one was a 15. The second one sticks. You hit yeah. Uh, I do six damage. It's not being able to see stuff sucks. Yeah, I forgot that I have uh, lesser restoration, so that's my bad. <laughs> it's all good. Well, it's not all good. We've got a T-Rex chasing us down this road, boys. 
your fancy shit. Hey, Gear Man. Gear Man? Gear Man. Your, your oh, magic made gears appear, didn't it? I do, it? yeah, whenever I cast spells. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna lesser restoration myself. Um, so I like I place my uh, hand over my eyes and you see like clock uh, work gears like kind of like ticking backwards and the blindness uh, erases itself from me. So I'm no longer blinded. Who's uh, next in the initiative? Uh, the Dilophosaurus. Uh, who in our party? Rot. Rot. Okay, I'm gonna have Sparky give Rot the help action with whatever it is that he's doing. Okay. And that'll be my turn. Uh, the Dilophosaurus lobs another acid spit towards your guys' cart and ooh, misses the horses. That's good. That's very good. Oh, it's going after the horses now. Yep, it knows. It's got this survival instinct and it knows you don't have to be faster than T-Rex. You just have to be faster than the slowest thing that it wants to stay and eat. Yeesh. You mean like that thing that I just said? Turn that attention towards the Triceratops, Dilophosaurus. Uh, I cast darkness on the T-Rex's face so that it can't see anything. Magical darkness spreads from point you choose, choosing right between its eyes. 15-foot sphere during the duration. Darkness spreads corner to corner. Blah, 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 non-magical light. It can't see anything. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, quick question, Nate. Um, as, we're, as we're going through these rounds, are we moving closer and closer to the gift shop? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. If my boy Anders still blinded, I'm going to use lesser restoration on, on him. Oh, thank you. We're really a party of fuck the status effect. <laughs> yeah, I should have status affected you guys way more if yeah. I knew that you guys were going to, you know, spend turns fixing it. Lesser, lesserly restore everything. So I'm going to cast that. And then I'm also going to cast, uh, or not cast, but do bardic inspiration uh, to the next person in line. Which Daphne. I think is also Andrew. Oh, it's Daphne? Yep. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to do uh, uh, Bardic Inspiration to Daphne as my bonus action. And that's my turn. Nothing too exciting. Hey, Andrew, uh, we're going to need you, buddy. We need we need you to, to see. So why don't, why don't you go ahead and do that? And I give him a pat on the back. I'm like, Daphne, give him hell. Cool. Uh, we're going to Ray of Frost the fucking... Oh my God. I got a net one. <laughs> Shit. You ray of frost the horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really all I can do. Can't really do anything Damn. else. The T-Rex is now within 10 feet of you as it has continued to gain. Uh, and it stretches forward its long upper body. And for some reason, and you guys can quibble with, with Gary Gygax on this, <laughs> its bite attack has a 10-foot range. I could see that the size of its head. Yeah, it stretches its neck out. It's really big. It's a very big boy. I have no quibbles. Well, I'm really glad that you are so understanding of this. <laughs> because it's biting robber. Oh, it's tight. Hell oh, yeah. My thought process is this is some bullshit. So how much do you know about T-Rex physiology? Uh, I'm guessing it's blind and doesn't know where it's aiming its head. T-Rexes hunt at night because T-Rexes don't have good vision. But which is why if you stand still, a T-Rex can't see you. They hunt <laughs> by smell. But it's magical darkness. I'm I just for this because I knew you had darkness. <laughs> I'm just disappointed my thing I did was worthless. I knew that the thing that he did was worthless, but I didn't want to metagame him to be like, don't do That's that. That's worthless. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I get it. What, uh, what did it roll? It. it rolled a 28. A 28. Oh, yeah. I can't shield that one away. Uh, 
And give me a strength DC. Ooh, boys. Or a strength uh, saving throw. Uh, hey, y'all. Robert's not particularly strong. Uh, that's, uh, 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 that's, uh, that's an eight. It's a, it's a big old eight. It's a, re- it's a good eight. It's a strong eight. But... That eight goes to the gym. <laughs> that eight lifts. How do you feel after 35 points of damage? 35? Uh, not great. Uh, still alive, still standing, but uh, not particularly. Good. Well, that is great because you're stuck in its mouth as you do not. Oof, guys, make sure make sure that my blood doesn't go anywhere. The blood that must be coming out of me. Make sure that it doesn't go anywhere. Put it back in my body. Yeah, can I say something that's really gonna be shitty, but it's yeah. fair and honest. You're within the darkness's 15 foot cube if you're in its mouth. Does the darkness does the darkness move with him? Yeah, it's attached to it. Is that is that how it works, or yeah. does it just occupy you a pick space? A, it, stays a, it stays a point. Yeah, you pick a point. Okay. Well, well then, yeah, I'm a, I'm uh, I'm reblinded apparently. Yeah, you've got like teeth in your uh, yeah, flesh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, the teeth are definitely in my flesh. Into into my soft belly, where my stomach and intestines are. It's wet. Uh, both from the rain and just the blood that's already in this. Uh... And also my blood, the blood that's coming out Hell of my yeah. body. I just wanted to let you know how this <laughs> uh, doesn't feel great on my human skin. My skin doesn't feel good and my organs and bones don't feel good. All right. So this guy is real close to us. I'm guessing. Yeah. Is he within melee range? He is 10 feet away. So then everybody on the cart would be, or well, everybody on that part of the cart would also be in darkness then, right? Yep. I have devil say I can see fine. All right. Um, man, so we're blinded again, and Robert's in the mouth of a T-Rex. Not doing super great either. Oh. <laughs> Losing a lot of blood. I cannot heal, but I will go ahead and summon my duplicate, and if I can, I'd put it, like, on the face of the T-Rex and have it attack from there. Isn't it a 10 by 10 cube? Is what a 10 by 10 cube? If we're, if we're, so it's a, you said the darkness is a 10 by 10 cube, right? It's 15 foot sphere. Oh, it's a 15 foot sphere. Oh, 15 foot sphere. That's even worse. So I want you to give me a luck roll, Devin. A luck roll? So just a d20 and what? So you know the face is somewhere in the middle of a 15-foot square. That feels like... 10-foot tall head. I mean, that's most likely you're going like, to get it. Yeah, it feels better chances than not. Um, make it an 8. Well, I rolled a 3. <laughs> and even if we... Like you do. If we, even if we were to add my nature ability, like, uh, that only gets me to a 7. So, so you have... Called up your uh, duplicate. <laughs> He's just swinging around in the air like, I think I... Yeah, so uh, nothing. Hitting nothing. It's looking more and more like we should just kill Gilby and wake him up. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, where's Gilby? Have you ever seen what happens if you die in a dream? If we die in the dream. We know what happens if he dies in the yeah. dream. We wake up. You've never seen what happens if you die in a dream. This is true. You die well, in the from dream, all you the die inception. for real. There you go. Yeah, I'm trying to kill Gilby now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's my turn, though. All right, Robert. Kill Gilby. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to Misty Step. 
Oh shit. Well, no, I'm not, because I'm out of uh, no. spell slots. I'm out of second level spell slots. God, God damn it. Fuck. And I you can't you can't you do you can't do uh you can't do Missy Step at a higher spell level. Okay. I do if I could tempt you guys into just burning spell spots and treating them like candy, there'd be no yeah, like you super did. Here's the best part though, for me at least. I have my ring that I cast my first fireball and feather fall out of. I have one spell slot left. To kill Gilby. Man, you guys haven't even met the Velociraptors yet. Fuck those bastards, we're gonna die! Well, Some days I, I choose violence. <laughs> I still haven't used any spell slots, so we're good. Get swallowed <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> well, the problem with that is that I've only got four HP, so like I don't think I can survive getting swallowed. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing I can do is I, 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 I would imagine that I probably don't need sight to shocking grasp it since I'm just I'm just I just touch it anywhere right um so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna shocking grasp it uh so that's uh modified 20 hits two eight five lightning damage all right so you you know you're in its mouth and you're zapping it its jaws open up a little bit give me a strength saving throw to try to like lift yourself off the teeth and like yeah all right um can I have Sparky give me advantage on this uh, by pulling on my legs? Yeah. Try to help I was out. thinking Sparky goes down its throat a bit and triggers his <laughs> gag reflex. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, with advantage, that's a 16. Is that not God enough? God damn it. God damn it. Would a se- Wait, just out of curiosity, would a 17 have been enough? Yes. Fuck. Yeah. I have a negative one to strength. Oh, buddy. And unfortunately, I can't, like, flash of genius him because I can't see him. Can you think of a cinematic <laughs> way or any reasonable reason for this to be anything other than strength? I mean, the only other thing that would make sense is dex. But, I mean, I can't imagine that, like, if I'm trying to, like, push my way out of the mouth of something, it's that's not, like, I can't narrativize that as being sleight of hand or, like... Charisma, like, you tell like, it a joke, it Like, laughs. an acrobatic, like, twist and wiggle my way out. Like, he's got his teeth sunk into my abdomen, so I would imagine I would need to push his teeth away. So... I think that I think that the shocking grasp did as much help as it possibly could have. And... Tell the dinosaur a joke. <laughs> He'll laugh you out. All right, I was I was gonna give you the opportunity to try to try to talk your way out of this one. I mean, one. I I guess the only other argument that I would make is that like it was originally a deck save that I needed to make in order to be to avoid getting caught in his Wait, jaws, yeah. right? So like. If I'm getting out, shouldn't it be the same? I guess that's that's my argument, is that like if I had to make a deck save to avoid getting caught in it, I should make a deck save to get out. All right, I'll take it. Because if I do, then that makes it a 17. All right, boom. You have fallen out of its mouth, not onto the cart, just into the, uh, into like the, yeah, field. The, the ground? Okay, um, and I would imagine by this point, we've probably moved away from the storm sphere. Yes. How many feet away from the storm sphere have we moved? 50. Okay, he's still within 60 feet, so I'm going to bonus action hit him with a lightning bolt. Uh, So that's a 21 to hit. Hits. So that's 4d6 lightning damage that he's going to take. That is 15 lightning damage. Okay. And then, so I'm on the ground. Yes. Can I use my movement to move uh, just 30 feet sideways into the woods or whatever, just like away from the T-Rex? Oh fuck! Attack of opportunity. Well, hasn't he, has he not already? Doesn't he? He doesn't use sight. Fuck. All right. Um, 
All right. Well, Old I guess Stilly does. I guess that's my. I guess that's Old my turn. Stilly, that's the the thing that Nate gave us. They, if you hold still, they can't see you. Right, but I also like we're also surrounded by like Dilophosauruses and stuff. Like I wanted to get away from this situation. I guess I'll, I'll wait until he like passes me by. To be fair, no Dilophosauruses <laughs> want to be near the T Rex. That's fair. All right, yeah, I'll uh, I'll just I'll hold still. All right, because his vision's based on movement. <laughs> it's the... the Dilophosaurus lobs another acid spit uh, towards the back of the cart here. Ander, give me a, a deck saving throw. I thought they were going for the horses. Uh, I'm rolling a d4. One is horses, two is Gilby and Janelle, three is so. Okay. I rolled a 12. Which is the saving throw. Ah, you hey. gave us the number. Now we can lie. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> Fudge those rolls, baby. So I'm going to give you an option here. Do you want to take half the damage or do you want to take zero damage and be blind? Would you rather... I want to take half. Okay. I want to take half. <laughs> take seven damage. I am a bag of hit points that come back when we exit the dream. It's a beautiful way to describe yourself. <laughs> uh, so I'm still between Gilby and Janelle. And I look at Janelle and I go, Janelle, quick, how many dinosaurs are on this island? At, at this point... I'm... What's your estimation? How many dinosaurs are on the island? Well, with we take the... like. While she's trying to give me an answer, I put my foot on her chest and kick her out of the cart so the T-Rex eats her. Ruthless. Jesus. <laughs> Just have to be faster than the prey. This is Sparta. Give me a strength check. I distracted her, don't forget. I'll roll hers at disadvantage. She has no modifiers. Nine. Straight nine. That's two. Oh, shit. You have pushed Janelle <laughs> out of the cart. So she's rolling means she's moving, which means the T-Rex sees an easy target. <laughs> Gilby stops the cart. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're not moving. We're not moving. She's rolling. <laughs> it's a dream, you guys. It is a dream. And I appreciate the fact that you can now be chaotic and murder people. I'm not trying to murder people. I'm trying to save us. <laughs> Trust me. I don't. I, I just, she doesn't exist in real life that we're aware of. And one of our party members is about well, to die. Well, also her, like her dying and her, even if it is a dream that she is having, like her dying in her dream doesn't cause her to die in real life the way that it does I'm, for us. I'm rolling the dice. I'm hoping this is a good idea. And not try and do it just be yeah. a murder hobo type. That's not my thought process in this. And I totally believe you. I don't. I. <laughs> but what this what this is doing is this is going to cause Gilby to stop the cart. Okay. Well, if we're not moving, then the T Rex can't see us. They the T Rex trips so, over him. They hunt via or via. So then, okay. So if so, then how does staying still give us any advantage? What is functionally what is the difference between standing still and moving? If its vision is based on movement, but it hunts by smell. Eh. <laughs> and it's blind. There's no advantage. It's completely blind, so it doesn't see anything move or stay still. You know, smells are. I just figure it will find the easiest target. Yeah. Yeah, but what you didn't take into consideration is that Gilby doesn't want her to die. I don't want her to die either, but I want Robert to die less. And Gilby's driving the cart. Does the so, dinosaur running, chasing us, trip over the cart? We're going to have to get to that point in the uh, in the turn order and see. Okay. 
Daphne. Okay. Well, I'm going to cover the ground in webs. Does Daphne go after me? Oh, yes. Sorry, Daphne goes after me. <laughs> I was going to say, so, wait a minute. Sorry. Will. All right. Uh, I just want to deal as much damage as possible to this damn T-Rex now. So I'm going to hurl chromatic orb at it, and I've prepared a little song. Yes. If I may. Absolutely. I'm dealing damage. It's almost automatic. I'm going to hit you with an orb that's chromatic. I'm making a move that's bold. I'm dealing some damage that's cold. Uh, so I'm going to roll. <laughs> and watch me fail now. Fuck. Uh, 17? Hits. Beautiful. Uh, and I'm going to do 5d8 cold damage. Damn. I don't know if that does anything to a cold-blooded animal, but I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I did not write down cold as an immunity. That doesn't mean it's not there. It just means I may have forgotten to write it down. So. <laughs> it also isn't at all like what cold-blooded means. Yeah, I think that would actually be, be beneficial to yeah. do cold damage because it would slow it down. I took biology. <laughs> um, so that is, quick maths, uh, 18 damage. Okay. How's she looking? She is looking about 25% of the way injured. Jesus. I say, we really haven't been attacking. Mm-mm. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Jeff, Jeff Tholomew, the loot, as I'm, as I'm playing him, he's like, oh, mate, we got to get the fuck out of here. Quit, quit attacking it. Get me out of here. I don't want to die. And that's it. Quit your lollygagging. That's my turn. So I'm going to layer some webs across the ground in front of the T-Rex in order to uh, restrain it if it moves into it on its turn. Um, And then it has to do a strength check against 14, I think. Uh, And then it's no longer restrained. But it does stop. Um, How wide are those webs? The webs is wide. Like, is it just a a Uh, single square where if it it goes towards you guys, it gets webbed up? Or is it uh, a wide, whereas if it goes towards Janelle, it gets webbed up as Janelle was kicked out. I think it's 60 feet and it's five feet deep uh, or it's a 20 foot cube. Uh, so it is a pretty wide. Uh, I don't know how far back Janelle is, but I will say that I put it before Janelle. Okay. All right. I've got a mental picture of it kind of like a, a line web that's stretching out like 60 feet. That yeah. Okay. Interesting. So he runs into that as it's as it's his turn now. Or um, hold on, Susan, hold on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fucking, okay. give me a fucking second. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, put my Eldritch Cannon onto uh, Ander. And where is the dice? Uh, he gains eight temporary hit points. The Tyrannosaurus Rex runs into these webs. It's also feeling a little chilly. It is feeling a little chilly. Um, it does not does not appear that cold does anything to it to, to the D and D. He's got some goosebumps, though. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she got a twenty three or yeah twenty three on her strength check. T Rex is strong. <laughs> <laughs> they have a plus seven strength modifier. Can we? Hey, can we just Wait real quick, like narratively, justify why it's actually that strong? Like, does it lift weights? Does it? Does it? Does it fucking exercise? Like, this thing's like what thirty minutes old at best. Well, you see, this is my my main problem with those people that like lift a ton of weights. Is they all, you notice how they always have really short arms because they're like 
doing that All full chest. bench set. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, maybe three inches. I remember Connor pointed this out when you uh, you were talking about how hard it was for you to lift. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, my arms are like forever long. I have to carry these weights so far. It's true. They're also very skinny. That's the main problem also. <laughs> really, yeah. T-Rex's strongest muscle is its neck. Well, I'm just saying, it has those little legs and a, or little arms and a big, beefy body. So it's bench press, which is how we measure strength in D&D. It's <laughs> off the charts. I, I don't know. I just feel like we're skipping leg day on this, and I don't appreciate that at all. Oh, you think it doesn't have some thighs? <laughs> Thick thighs to save lives. <laughs> Thick thighs to end lives. Apparently, yeah. we're all the watermelon in this country. <laughs> Um, does that end its turn though? Is this uh, this attempt to move through? What? No, it's uh, it's restrained, and then if it breaks out, um, it's unrestrained. Okay, I just wasn't sure if that. So it it uses its action. Mm. All right. Well then, uh, it uses its. I'm just trying to think how that works with multi attack. Uh, multi attack is one action. Okay, so it's going to run over. To Janelle, but not bite and eat Janelle yet. It's still picking off some webs. Right. But it's it's yeah. contemplating a meal. Yeah. Uh, Robert, you are out of darkness now. Okay, sick. Bonder, it is your turn. All right. Um, if it's run up to Janelle, I'm going to turn to Gilby and say, Gilby, we got to go. She's done for. I can't leave and... her. She's the love of my life. I'm just now realizing it. Uh... <laughs> She's the love of my life, too. Really? Yeah. And I say we leave her. <laughs> we can't let her go, man. We can't. Uh, I promise you'll see her again eventually, but right now you gotta go. She'll make it through. She's real good with dinosaurs. <laughs> that sounds like a persuasion. Give me a That's persuasion a check. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, only a negative two modifier. Can I assist by saying I won't bang Janelle if you let her go? That's, I mean, that's true. He won't be, he won't be able to bang Janelle. uh, I don't think that would help. Yeah, that's not a convincing (laughs) enough line. Please don't give me disadvantage. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's not. I got a, I got a 14. Gilby's not, not whipping up those, those horses. All right, uh, then I'm going to do what I can to re- restrain Stab. him. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to just tackle Gilby? <laughs> Somebody else can pilot the cart, man. All right, yeah, it's not like it's a unique or special skill. It's animal handling, or a uh, vehicle. No, no, I mean, like, that wasn't a sarcastic comment. It's not like uh, driving uh, a cart. I thought it was. Yeah. I, I fully thought you were being snarky. Go ahead and give me the, yeah, a competing strength roll. I got, a, I got a seven. Even with his negative two modifier... Uh, Gilby got a 15. That's the power of love. All right, well, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I can do anything else. That was kind of a lot for this turn, so. How how far did the did everybody move since I got dropped out of the T-Rex's mouth? Like, are we out of 60-foot range from the Storm Sphere? Yes. Okay, how far away is the cart from me currently? About 20 feet. Okay. Uh, and how far did the T-Rex move towards Janelle away from me? So, uh, because of physics and Janelle rolling forward, 20 feet, but like in a... In a... In, yeah, in, like on, on a diagonal. a triangle Got and it. you connected the three okay. points, which Got it. Got I guess it. is true it. of any 
three points. They always make triangles, cool. but more of like a standard. Cool. God, man. Yeah, what's that use called? Your biology. I think that's just called triangulation. But no, the the like standard isosceles. Oh yeah. Okay. Boom. Well, I know. No, scalene is like all irregular angles. Isosceles ah, is two like scalene triangle. And equilateral is all three of the same. All right. Boom. I don't know. <laughs> it's a scalene triangle. Wait, I thought scalene was when you're climbing a building. <laughs> I thought. Wait, I thought scalene was when your your like your spine's a little bit crooked. Scoliosis. Oh no! Wait, that's scoliosis. Never mind. Hank, no. <laughs> uh, well, I'm definitely gonna use my movement to get back into the cart, and then I think I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna get back into the cart, and I'm pretty rattled after taking such big, big, big damage. So I'm gonna get back into the cart, and I'm going to uh, use my action to take the dodge action. Um, so any uh, attacks made against me have disadvantage. All right, rot. Oh, Boise. Mm, Boise. Okay. We're super far away from the dead diapho. Yeah. They're like long gone. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a real, real quick question. How far away from the gift shop are we, if that's still our objective? Have we moved closer to that? Yes. Well. Right, we're, you, we're stopped you, now. But... Yeah, you had been moving closer to it. At this point, you're about 150 feet away. Got it. Okay. I'm gonna do another Hail Mary play. I'm gonna cast Fear on the T-Rex. Hopefully get that sucker running away from us. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him. Uh, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. You know, this thing that they never tell you about T-Rexes is that they are wise as fuck. <laughs> you know, I was banking that they wouldn't be, but here we are. And darkness is gone when I cast this. Okay. Because it's a new concentration spell. It needs to be 14. Can't see it. You son of a bitch. Damn. And there goes my last spell slot. That's not in my ring. Cool. I just, I just, I just kind of lightly kick the side of the cart <laughs> out of frustration, and I then hold still, very, very still, so still. Actually, sorry. Before you go. Yep. I just want to point out. That if you had all just attacked the T-Rex, you probably could have killed it in like two turns. By now, yeah, and very much so. Now we have no way of doing that. We were trying to find out-of-the-box solutions, Nathan. So Okay. Just put yeah. that just put that in your back pocket, I guess. <laughs> I mean I've been I've been trying to attack it a little bit. I just you know I hit it with a shocking grasp. <laughs> no big deal. Shocking. What does the most I damage? I hit our own teammate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, darkness and and punching that lady out of the cart. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, I'm gonna shoot a firebolt at this dude, and Jeff Falamu is still like, "Oi, I thought you said, uh, I thought I said to get us out of here." Uh, but he's he's casting firebolt reluctantly. <gasps> I bet a 13 hits, right? It actually does. Wow, thank God. I guess it's a big creature. So that makes, all right. And that's going to do a cool, uh, wow, 18 damage actually. And yeah, so flames just spurt from the, uh, the head of the loot and just whoosh, whoosh, and explode right in its fucking face. T-Rex roars back as it, it does not like this. And it, uh, it is just about bloodied. Fun times. Uh, I've had the worst time trying to hit things, but I guess I'll try again. Hell yeah, does a 23 hit? It does. Get him. 
Uh, it takes 16 damage. Bloodied. Whoa, we're halfway there. <laughs> and at this point, the T-Rex chomps down on Janelle. And he gets her. Oh, no. Oh, good, he get her. Gilby, I apologize about the death of your waifu. Janelle is split in half, and her legs fall from his mouth. Can we go now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. And the dream bubble pops. We did it! Oh, shit, it was Janelle's dream. It was Janelle's dream. (laughs) Oops. Fuck. Oops. Hmm. Oh, fuck. Dang. Seems like a lot of work. I got my spell slots back, though. Janelle appeared as she wanted to see herself. I don't get it. What do you mean? Oh. Dang. Okay. So she was, she's appearing as more attractive than she would have been in the real world. And also... Having a rich boyfriend. <laughs> Gilby was... Yeah, Gilby was enamored with her as much as she was enamored with him. Damn. That was good. That was a good twist. But That's why when uh, you kick her out of the car, he wants to stop it. That's when he realizes he loves her. Damn, that's, that was a good one, Nathan. You did a good job with that. Twist. Yeah, well yeah, done. Man. I did not see that coming. <laughs> kick the wrong shit out of the car. Shit. Um, oh. All right, well, yeah, spell slots back and HP back too, right? Yes. Tight. But dang, that was a, such a. Okay. I want. It was very sexist of you to think that it was Gilby's Jurassic Park dream. God. <laughs> You're absolutely Girls right. can't have Jurassic Park dreams. Girls can like dinosaurs too, damn it. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <sighs> now I really wish that we killed Gilby. <laughs> it would have been very confusing when Wait, we. Wait, but uh, how did. Didn't... Okay. Pop that out. would have been confusing Janelle if must be, Gilby died. Janelle must be actually close to Gilby, because otherwise how would Gilby have recognized us? That's true. Yeah, that's dun, point. Dun, dun. Yeah, they're friends in real life. Maybe she's his secretary or something. True. You were all with Gilby at the race. That's and true. you are the, the people that saved we're the famous. city. And that's how oh. Janelle would recognize us. We famous us. as hell. Mm-hmm. Oh. And who and who won are the you race? best friends with Gilby? No, I'm, in the, I'm best friends with the, the other... Voice sounding like Gilby. <laughs> McGillicuddy. <laughs> no, McGillicuddy's totally different. He's like, hell. And what's Gilby? <laughs> Gilby sounds like a demented Mickey Mouse. I yeah. have to ask, what? how did you want this to go? <laughs> do we really have Velociraptors fight after this T-Rex and everything? Oh, yeah. I was going to start killing you guys. Jesus. So I had this whole uh, house laid out. Yeah, the uh, gift and you guys shop. And have to barricade it from raptors. Oh. And like try to survive a set number of rounds before a boat could come to save you guys. All I wanted was to go to the gift shop and get my damn squished penny. Oh, so it's so this is so actually Nathan, that's exactly what happens in the Jurassic Park book. Is that instead they don't go to the gift shop; they're at their. Um, uh, they're, they're like villa that has a fence surrounding it and there's just raptors outside that are yeah. trying to get in i i'm curious what happens when we die now in the dream if we die in the dream you die for real that's yeah, it's freddy so. krueger rules baby i don't think that's what happens now because nate was very excited to kill us off 
and mentioned multiple times. Haven't you? Yeah, but I think that might that might just be like regular DM murder lust. Like every DM like <laughs> like like fantasizes about getting a TPK. Nathan has said that he's going to be really busy. He doesn't want to DM anymore. He wants to kill. He wants to kill all of us. He wants it. It's, it's the perfect plan. I'll never have to DM again. All right. Who's picking the next one? I mean, don't we have a Korai fight now? No. no. Oh, really? You weren't successful. We have to, stopping the uh, Korai. Yeah, we have to successfully disrupt them from uh, turning it into Dang. a nightmare. All right. Uh, Which... Uh, we definitely, I don't think, did. No. So wait, but it, the, the the bubble pop, pops and then the core eye goes into another bubble, mm, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Like we don't have to, we don't have to continue chasing it or anything. Correct. Got it. So it's one of the bubbles that we're near. Yes. What bubbles are we near? Why don't you roll me a d10? I would love to roll you a d10. What's the good one? Three. And what is your? Whatever is used for investigation modifier. Plus one. All right. You have... Oh, man. I know which one you're going to pick. But I really want you to pick the other one. <laughs> what are the two? And I'll try to guess which I'm one. I'm not going to tell you their names. I'm going to tell you what you see. Okay. You look inside one of them, and you see a woman rocking a baby. Just sitting on a little rocking chair. And it kind of... It's sleeping, but it kind of... It opens its eyes a little bit. And it burps. And out of its mouth shoots a fireball. Okay. And, and she you know, quickly dodges in, like, just goes back to rocking this baby. Okay. And what do I see in the other one? You see Gerard. <laughs> that one. Old, withered, with a bit of a cane, sitting on a park bench. Do I see me in there? Does it get meta as fuck? You do not see yourself. All right. So I know which one I'm going to pick. The baby is number one, Gerard is number two, okay? And I'm gonna put the dice down which one I'm picking, but then tell me their names, which you thought I was gonna go with it by. Okay, if I had just told you the titles, yep. because I know you knew the one title, which is Magic Baby, mm-hmm. you were gonna choose Magic Baby. Um, the other one is To Have Loved and Lost, which, so you, I just know you would choose Magic uh, Baby. Oh, am I the love he lost? I don't show up in the dream? Well, you've already, I mean, you have made your choice. You did. You did establish that chose magic baby because wow. i assumed you would think i was gonna pick gerard's story no you, of course you're gonna choose magic baby that just sounds way too appealing to you yeah. but now you're not choosing gerard that's well, that the be- that's the loss that's the loved and lost damn if anything is preventing gerard from having to deal with the core eye nightmare i'm saving him no no the the core eye's there it's in both. I hate this game. This game's bullshit. <laughs> dice hate me. I picked the wrong dice when I can physically choose. I chose Magic Baby. All right, so you're jumping into a Magic Baby dream? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Because I, I can't bear seeing Gerard like that. You don't want to try to save him? I'm trying to play oh, fair man, by There's, some, there's some real emotional drama yeah, I like going the on here, that this folks. Is you. This is hurting me, Adam. Oh, this is great. Because I wanted to pick Magic Baby. And I want, but then when you told me Gerard, I'm going Magic Baby. I chose it. I put the one down on the die. I chose it. What do you guys think? This is this is such compelling storytelling. (laughs) I don't feel like it. Hey, that looks like Gerard, Gerard. but he's old as fuck. I know not who this Gerard person is. He's a he's a pretty cool guy. He tried to save us one time. He's a Baron. Nice. Wait, is Baron is Baron higher up than than uh, Earl? 
That's his last name, I thought. Yeah, he he's of the Baron family, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't yeah, have children. He's, he's literally a Baron. <laughs> hey, you guys, I'm having a real hard time. What what do you think? I think I'm coming for you. And I hop into Gerard's. Do we have to go on that one too? Can we? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you split the party. <laughs> Just kidding. I love Gerard. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go say what's up to him. I jump in to the Gerard green. This Gerard person seems like a good person to meet, and and I uh, I jump into the. Can you say as well. Gerard Dream five times fast? <laughs> Gerard Dream, Gerard Dream, Gerard Dream, Gerard Dream, Gerard Dream. <laughs> leather red, leather yellow, leather red, leather yellow, rubber baggy beep up beep bumpers. <laughs> so you appear in this dream, and you see, you know, now beyond just the window that you were kind of looking into the bubble at. And the city is largely unchanged. Um, it's it's gotten a little older. There's some new buildings in the skyline, and but Gerard is is in Sharn, in kind of the common space that you've grown accustomed to in the the beginnings of your relationships. Uh, you know, you would know this area um, is by the gardens that he volunteers with and works at, uh, and there's Aww. there's a playground there for you know kids of of the gardeners to be playing on and he does seem it does seem as time has passed Uh, he does seem older i would like to make myself look as aged as time would like mimic Mm, that's a good idea we're gonna have a geriatric campaign (laughs) (laughs) i pull out the movable rod but i'm not clicking it i'm just using it as a cane I don't think it's that big. You don't know how big my rod is. Jesus, <laughs> he's just that. He's just that yeah. hunched over. His spine is compressed to that much. Yeah, the weight of his rod really weighs him down. Fine, I won't do that part. Do we need to roll to make ourselves look look old, or is that not that hard? Yes, give me a wisdom roll. Because I think that's a great idea, and I would also like to join in on that. Best roll of the day, sixteen. I rolled a four. I got a nine. Halfling's age. Oh wait. wait. Yeah, halfling's ain't slower. Is it a wisdom? Yeah. Oh, bummer. Three. <laughs> I look youthful as hell. Which is really surprising, because as a human, you would have aged the most. What what race is Gerard? Gerard is drow. Ah. And he's beautiful. And he's a lover of trains. Hell Jesus, yeah. I would be dead if he looks old and he's a drow, because drow live like 300 years. I think it's I think it's closer to like seven or eight hundred for D and D. I'm a tiefling. I age roughly the same as humans. Oof. We're all powder. Well, it is a dream. Yeah. yeah. Maybe part of the dream is that he gets to see you as an old man. He is not taking notice of the group. Does anyone else want to do anything? So Rot, is that your friend Gerard sitting over there on the bench? Shush! It's been a long time since I've seen him. Why don't you I go don't, over and say hello? I'm what nervous. are you waiting for? It's been too long, I think. He looks sad. Would it not make him happy to see you? Oh, I suppose. Uh, And I I feebly hobble over and I tap him on the shoulder. I lean over to Will and I say real quick, I just say, I don't understand his hesitation, Will. What is going on here with the dynamic? Oh, I I don't know. I'm not not really sure. I think he was just, you know, scared to see him after all this time, maybe, or I, I, I don't really know. Interesting. This is an emotion that I'm not familiar with. Gerard, can you hear us? Gerard turns to to Will, seeming to bypass uh, Rot's touch and not not react to it. And he looks and he's like, William, 
It has been ages since I've seen it. The good Earl, how are you? Oh, you know, uh, can't can't complain. Uh, you know, just just been around, uh, adventuring, singing. You know how I do. Uh, wh- what have you been up to? You look terrible, man. Living life. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. It is hard getting through each day. What? How, how have you been surviving? I see you're still tending your garden. Does he not hear rock? He does not. I have heard of this maneuver. It is referred to as the cold shoulder. <laughs> sure feels a lot like ghosting. <laughs> uh, My friend, can't you see me? Hey, uh, Gerard, you ever remember what happened to Rot? I try not to. I tried to tell him not to go, but you know that adventurous spirit of his. Yeah. He just had to have one last adventure. In the back! Hello! <laughs> I'm home! Can can he does he notice like when we talk to Rot or does that also just kind of like glance off of him? Just glances off of him. Hmm. I I say to Will and Ander and Daphne, I say, it doesn't seem like he recognizes when we are speaking about Rot. Or to Rot, even. Sweet. I'm gonna go get a sandwich. Let me know when you guys are done with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's really strange. There must have been there must have been something, you know terrible that happened to rot but i don't know i don't know what that could have been could have been you know we, we survived everything so far something terrible happened to me i'm right here with you guys old for no reason now <laughs> yes but in this dream that gerard is having he is dreaming of the potential loss of you but but he hasn't lost me yet how can we that's what makes sure it, it's, I'm here. it's the fear of the possibility of losing you on one of your many adventures it would seem oh I'm going to put on... Well, how do I come back from an adventure I don't remember having? I'm going to put on some reflective sunglasses and uh, and look at <laughs> look at Gerard and say, what if I told you that Rot never died? <laughs> and at that moment, you hear, Daddy? And from the playground runs a small tiefling girl, and Gerard embraces her, and he says, Ah, Rivet, come say hi to Uncle's will. Ander, and Aunt Daphne, and I'm sorry, I did not get your name. Hello, I am Robert. Is he with you guys? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's our good friend Robert, the human. And Mr. Robert. Yes, that is correct. An accurate way to refer to me. Did you know my father? I did. I know him still. Does she Does she recognize when I'm talking like about Rot? Or like, like if I turn to Rot and I say, Rot, I was not aware that you had had a child. I wasn't aware either. Does she Does she like recognize that I'm speaking to somebody or does it like kind of fog over fog her over. as well? Hmm. Ugly little shit. <laughs> Looks just like me. I know I was confused about tiefling, you know, anatomy and things before, but this is, I'm just completely perplexed now. I have no <laughs> idea how tieflings work. You know, I thought I had a pretty good handle on it, but uh, <laughs> something doesn't quite add up. Rod, do you have a cloaca? <laughs> I can't bend that far to find out, but sure didn't feel like it often. Perhaps, Gerard, were you the one who gave birth to this child? Uh, no, we, uh, we decided in the second year of our marriage that we wanted to have kids, but we did not know quite what to do. And being part of our sex-positive community, we had a threesome with a surrogate and let the chips lie where they lay. <laughs> that sounds like us. <laughs> I wonder who she was. How young is this kid? 
And how old does Gerard look? She looks maybe like eight in like a tiefling, like tiefling to human age. Okay. And Gerard, he's not like geriatric. Okay. He's just, you know. I think I think also like it makes sense that like the timeline of it isn't really important given mm-hmm. that it's a a dream it's just like a nebulous like in the future thing for mm-hmm. him right so like it makes sense that like he would envision himself as older yeah uh, yeah that makes sense okay uh, we named her Rivet in part because she was supposed to bind us together but I had always hoped that she would help bind Roth's wild soul closer to home. <laughs> Damn, this is romantic as this shit. Is really good. I feel like I've lost the love, and I'm right here, baby. Come here. Look at me. Let me look at you. Oh, <laughs> growing up so strong. I bet she can I cast am, fireball with the rest of them. I am confused as to how to make this a more pleasant dream experience for Gerard, as to disrupt the Korai. Do any of you have any ideas? Hey, Will. Why don't you use that disguise, who's McGiggy, to look like me in the dream, you know? Or roll roll better I mean, <laughs> to look like me. And you know enough about me to to fudge this, right? Yeah, I mean, I might I might be able to, to try that. Although it does kind of seem like anything related to you, he, he just kind of, you know, blocks out. I feel like I feel like maybe we need to get him Shit. to actually, you know, think about it and address it. Address it head on. Like, he won't even talk about what happened. So maybe if he confronts it, you know... That'll that'll bring him peace. Interesting. Hey, I like that, Gerard. How about we head back to your place and reminisce about the good old days for a bit? That would be nice. Rivet, come along. You guys begin the walk back to uh, to his place. Can I do um, like a quick perception check uh, and just see if I can notice anything that looks like as we're walking back, like anything that looks askew. Cause it seems mm-hmm. like in some of the dreams, like we can see Cori like affecting things or like, like ominous storms in the distance or things that are kind of like approaching that, that might be an indication of like the dream turning more sour. Can I see anything of that? Insight check on rivet. Ooh, Stab. Yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> but rivet for sure doesn't exist. We did not have this three way spunk flip of the coin it's uh, only on 11 you're not getting any any real indications yeah. there's no storms on the horizon right there's you know as far yeah. as you can tell the city is pretty i'll take much. a look around too i feel like we'd all kind of be on our on our guard and be be checking stuff out you said it's investigation or perception i already forgot um perception <laughs> oh that's a hot 12 same same sort of deal this place looks great it is certainly the most pleasant dream experience that we've had as of yet. Yeah, maybe maybe the Korai aren't are really here. No, they feel here. Something just there's so much melancholy in the air. I just can't get over you being old. <laughs> I appreciate the commitment to it's the really awesome. <laughs> just super old as hell. Thank you. Are we like having to like slow down or like hold his arm to like keep him up with us? It's a disguise. My body moves fine. Cool. Did Ander Ander? Did you want to investigate or insight on Rivet? Oh, I was mostly Still joking, or... but oh, gotcha. I will do it. I mean, I feel like that's a decent idea because, like, the core I have been like other characters that yeah. we've interacted in the with in the past. So, does she seem to be acting in a way that would continue to make Gerard more sad? I'm gonna give you two options. You can roll for it. Or you can try to roleplay it. Or stab her. <laughs> um, 
Never mind. I don't know how I would role play that really. So I guess I'll roll for it. Oh, I got a nat 20. Nice. <sighs> There's nothing off about Rivet. Okay. And uh, Robert, how did you phrase what you were looking for earlier? Okay. You had a phrase in there that, that I had planned to like, if you had nat 20, I had the like quip response. Oh, uh, okay. I, I think it was, what that phrase I, was. I feel like it was like, like storms on the horizon or ominous or That's something it. like that. Yeah. You notice the only storm on the horizon is the storm in Gerard's heart. <laughs> Pull out the heart! Wait, you guys... Did you suggest that we pull out your lover's heart? That was a metagame joke <laughs> with in-character uh, voicing. Hey, maybe, do you think you guys could, like, check me out, see if there's anything going on with me? Yeah, I'll, I'll investigate Rot and see if there's anything in particular going on there uh, I the that would be like affecting his ability to interact with the dream world <laughs> as <laughs> did you want perception or investigation either way i see the 17 on the die yeah it's a 17 it i mean with uh it'd be 23 with uh or uh, uh, t- modified 20 with investigation or uh 19 with perception there's there's nothing wrong with rod okay um, hmm. other it, than Gerard can't see yeah. or interact with him. I think that is just a fundamental aspect of this particular dream world, Rot, that you are just unable to interact with this, with the particular characters within it. It's unfortunate, but I do think that it makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. Do we get to Gerard's? Yeah. Does he have cool beanbag chairs? I want to pull up a cool, like, I feel like he's got a really neat, like, conversation pit, kind of, with, like, beanbag chairs and shit. It's a like piece a, of shit Tobias there. Awesome. You do notice... <laughs> You do notice some different construction. Uh, the The apartment is the same, but he has renovated it. It is no longer a one-room studio with a massive sex bed in the middle. <laughs> um, it, you know, Rivet has a room upstairs. He has his own room. Like, it's... It's family style. Is there like, is there like, are there like Ottomans that like have conspicuous like anchor points at the feet and stuff or like uh, very, very cleverly disguised uh, stools and and chairs and stuff? Cleverly disguised is the key word there. Yeah. Nice. It's good stuff. They make, they make stuff that's like modular to where you can like take pieces out of it so that it can have multiple usages. I sit down on one of the Ottomans and I go, ooh, ooh. I could see uses for this. It starts vibrating. <laughs> uh, it's great audio. Yeah, I want to pull up a fuzzy beanbag chair. Please make yourselves at home. I'll sit on one of the conspicuous, uh, or the inconspicuously uh, disguised chairs. But I also want to try to sit on it backwards, like like a cool teacher like turning the chair backwards to sit on it. And give a nice little lecture. <laughs> so you sit backwards on a beanbag. <laughs> Theater of the like mind. Just imagine you it. Like Whatever that means to you. you. Step over it like Commander Riker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that uh, means in your brain, brain, just imagine that. I love it. That's, that's what Will's doing. So, what do you guys think we can do to help him move on that way? Because, like, that would seem to be the first course of action, maybe. It's just like helping through grieving process yeah or finding out what happened yeah i dig some glasses and a uh a legal pad uh out of my <laughs> out of my uh disguise kit and i say oh, so gerard uh it, it sounds like you you haven't really talked about or, or even thought about you know the the cause of rot's uh you know 
early and unfortunate departure from us. Uh, what? Do you remember exactly what happened? He went off with you on one of your many adventures. I tried to talk him out of it. I said no. We decided to have this simple life, to raise our daughter. But you know his wild heart. I could not keep him to stay. I loved him, and he left me, never to return. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I guess if you don't remember the details, I, I, I can't say that I remember the details either, but uh, it doesn't really seem like Rot would have would have tried to leave that stuff behind. I mean, he's experienced loss himself, and I don't think he would he would want to make that same mistake twice, you know? William, my, my old friend, it is clear the age has gotten to you. He died. Well, shit. Now I'm kind of sad. Ger- Gerard, <laughs> it, am I to understand that you don't know or understand the details of Rot's demise? I know he went on an adventure with you all, never to return. Well, not, not necessarily you all, all of Yes, I joined some time after. Just like out of out of character real quick. Does this kind of seem like maybe a situation where like y'all would need to like come up with a story to tell him maybe something that like makes him feel resolved with the details of like what happened? Oh. Like like maybe con- like construct a narrative for him to latch onto that like resolves his dream or nightmare of like losing someone that he loves like maybe make it a like the reason rot left was to do something for him Mm -hmm. specifically that would make him feel better about it we had one last job and then i was out of the game (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess i could say i'll i'll say that i'll say that in character to rot so that way it like bypasses like gerard overhearing it like I'll, i'll say rot it seems like we might need to fill in the details and gaps uh, in Gerard's knowledge about your supposed demise. Perhaps come up with a story to tell him that makes him feel better about your absence. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a good good way to handle it. Um, I think it seems like he doesn't actually have the details. He's just this fear of it happening. Maybe if we come up with an adventure where... Like, I don't know if you ever heard of the movie P.S. I Love You, where, like, a bunch of notes <laughs> and stuff are left along the way. Yes, of course. We get him together with your best friend. Uh-huh. Jeremy! <laughs> Jesus. Well, maybe we, could, maybe we could explain it to him in a song. I went to hell to clear it's my debts It's been a long day without <laughs> you, my friend. Oh. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Yeah, do that. That sounds like a good eulogy song. <laughs> tell them about passing to make a better life for them. And Jeremy wasn't having it. And then sing that song. Make him cry. Make him grieve. You know, stages one through five, baby. <laughs> just get, to, get through acceptance. All in just 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so I would, I, after having that conversation with Rod, I would, I would uh, say, well, I uh, joined sometime after Rot's departure from this particular group. So I was unfortunately not there to uh, witness this particular event, but perhaps Will, Ander, and Daphne can fill you in on what happened. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a sad tale, but I can assure you Rot had the best of intentions when leaving. Uh, it was all to protect the family, of course. Give me a persuasion check. Uh, someone more charismatic should have done this. I <laughs> can't. <laughs> Eight. Nice. What <coughs> job could be so important? Could what mission? What? Why? 
How could he leave his family? I'll try to. Oh, I was gonna say I'll try. I'll try to swoop in and and see if I can add to the story. Uh, well, Gerard, you you know you know what happened. You know what we had to do. I mean, what we always do. We had we had to save the world. If we didn't leave, if we didn't go on this adventure, I mean, everyone would have perished. You, your child, the whole world. You know what we do. We uh, we we're the good guys. We we save the world. That's that's what we had to do. That's why we had to go. And and you know, Rot gave himself up so that so that you might live on. And he wouldn't want you, you know, wallowing in that, wallowing in that fear and that sadness. This sounds to me like a sacrifice made out of love. All right, give me a uh, persuasion check. Come on, baby. <laughs> it's a 12. I have a huge, huge modifier, and I rolled a damn two. <laughs> you know what? For time's sake, and Robert said something nice there, we'll give you advantage. Yeah, I was, I, well, I was going to ask, yeah, if, if I can... Uh... That was pretty good. You're right. What I, what I yeah. added in... And I'm switching dice, because it'll help. Oh, no. <laughs> Famous last words. I did roll better by one. <laughs> I'll take it. It's a 13. Oh, my God. Can you give yourself bardic inspiration? I do have flash of genius. <laughs> yeah. Can I just cast a bunch of spells on myself? <laughs> Fuck. We'll take it to move this along. <laughs> but how could I be so stupid to fall in love with a man that that would have been, that we now have a daughter? I, I do not blame Rot. I blame myself for allowing me to fall for this. If if I may, it might seem like this self-sacrificing and and humanitarian spirit that Rot carried with him might have been part of the reason you fell in love with him in the first place. Persuasion check. Man, do we want to buff everybody first? <laughs> That's a uh, 16. There you go. Boom. There you go. That's how you persuade. But I, I, I understand. But we brought a child into the world. If only we had not. <laughs> I love Rivet dearly. But to grow up with only a father as opposed to two fathers. <laughs> William. William, I need you to convey a message to him for me. Tell him when I died... Tell them that, like all beautiful gardens, sometimes plants must die to make room for the new sprigs of life. And it's his job to till that garden to make our little sunflower here a big, strong plant to sow seeds in the world of joy. Tell him that's what I said when I died. He's a gardener. He'll get it. <laughs> and you got to use a lot of fertilizer, a lot of shit. Yeah, and you know, but you know, like some, you, that's why you can't plant crops in the same spot every year. They don't grow. You got to make room for the new life. You tell them that. You tell them verbatim. <laughs> in character <laughs> voice. <laughs> you wrote this shit down, right? He'll know. He'll know it's for me. Wait, which one of us did he ask to relay that? You, you have a big charisma modifier. Oh, I do that. I'm hoping that. to be able to use mine through your voice. And I do it in song. No! Also. Do I look do I fucking oh, sing? Oh, that's right. Ever? He doesn't sing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I try to do it in his in his husky voice. Can I roll for speaking through Connor, like how well it's gonna be conveyed? Yeah. I'm a vessel. Yes. <laughs> like whatever I roll will be his modifier. Channeling no. channeling it. channeling your Will's, modifier. Will's spirit. Right. <laughs> or channeling rot spirit. Fuck me! Four, but I get a plus six. Ten! God damn this shit. You, you, oh, so gotta, I don't, you gotta I don't roll. them. That sounds like something Rot would have said if you were here. He was so terrible at guarded metaphors. 
I just, I just know how to plow a field, baby. You know, you know. <laughs> oh no! Just keep hoeing. <laughs> just keep. <laughs> what was that shit from that one book? You drop some mustard seed on like a gravelly path. That one book. If only he could have lived for our daughter. Why'd you Why'd you name your daughter Rivet? Is there any significance to that to that name? If I might ask. Yes, rivets bind things together. Oh. She was supposed to keep rot close to home and keep us together as a family. They're also made of wrought iron, one of the most common uses. It does seem, however, though, that it was her very existence that may have motivated rot to such a self-sacrificing, heroic decision. She may now only have one father, but her other father lives on in legend as a hero. Persuasion. God, you're so much better about speaking these metaphors. <laughs> these are these all of these emotions Robert has just read about in books. <laughs> he doesn't understand the feelings that he's expressing at all. Uh, that's a nineteen. Thank you, Mister Hume. <laughs> but I just miss him so. He's, he begins to break down and cry. He's like, I do not sleep anymore. Food has lost its taste. I left the sex cult. <laughs> That's a big decision. There is no more joy, only depression. Shit, someone hug him, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I, I, I go for a, would you, would you care for a, no. a tender human hug? And I hold my arms straight out in front of me. He does not try to move forward towards this embrace. Yeah, let's no. all give him. Let's all give him a group hug, you guys. T-posing. Yeah, T-posing. <laughs> I jump in there and lift. I lift him up, swing him around a little bit. Give me a performance. Let's roll. How good is this hug? I can't believe D and D doesn't have a specific skill for comforting an emotionally Jesus. distraught NPC. Eighteen. And as you hug him, he begins to smile, and he said, "I didn't fully give up the sex cult." <laughs> <laughs> he says, "You know." I get like this sometimes, but I will always love that man. I will always love our child. And the dream bubble pops. Nice. Oh, shoot, Will, you hugged him too hard and killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Now the dream is over. Fuck. It's us again. Adam and Nate. We wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of Low Initiative. If you could do us a favor and leave a rating and a comment on your favorite podcasting platform. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, follow us on Facebook. Or send us an email at lowinitiativednd at gmail.com. Just send us character ideas or thoughts and comments, whatever you'd like. And we'll see you next episode.